driver, make sure everything is where you want it, reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time, going green next time, bye, this is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Mine's already open. All right. So <laughs> want to point this out that we were all three on time for episode number well, 60, but number one of season three. So round of applause. Snow tonight. Literally. We're all on time. All right. So uh Dennis Stefanik the third, D3, as uh John, that's his <laughs> uncle, grandpa. Anyway, that's what he calls him. So D3, appreciate you being on here. Johnny Berardi, Brian Sanders, of course. Man, where do we begin? Or should we pick up from where we did last year and get peanut butter wasted again? <laughs> I, no. uh, I don't have enough shaluka for that. Yeah, um, I, I have enough whiskey, but I'm not doing that. I'm not going down the rabbit hole again. So Not now. I'll stick to my harders. Right. All right. So uh, we appreciate everybody being here again. We're back for the third season, if you can believe it. Uh, time flies, I guess, when you're having fun. And it's been literally three years this uh, season isn't two months long or three months long it's a whole year from february to november so uh buckle up hello mark bremkamp buckle up uh like we were just talking we have uh, about 52 53 more weeks of this so uh appreciate everybody being back uh you're going to see some changes uh some good stuff and obviously we got a whole list of uh guests that we've been working on to to get on here to bring you some good content so i'm going to shut up and we'll do a round of intros, and uh, then we got a special little secret for you. So uh, I'll let Jake lead off tonight. How about that? Oh, just the man of my heart. Honor. <laughs> hey, I'm married now. I know. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, well, let's give a little round of applause for that. Damn, it was a hell of a party. Day, yes, it was. Uh, what's up, everybody? Season three. Can't believe it. Like uh, Brandon said. Uh, Jake Smith here, driver of the 89 GAM. Uh, got some big news for the Smith family racing part of things, but also some big things for the Scrubbing Tires podcast this year. So excited, happy to be here, starting us up again. That just means race season is that much closer. So absolutely, uh, I'll shut up now and go down to this guy. All right. Well, I am uh, Jordan Smith, the other half of, uh, well, I'm the other third, say third. of Smith, Smith family racing. Uh, driver well, technically... Of fourths now right with the bando maybe with, okay. well kind of I mean, we, <laughs> we'll get into we, that later okay yeah uh but yeah with nora driving we're technically third but uh yeah i'm the driver of the 13s gam this year so a little bit of a change there from the 99th so but yeah welcome to season three this is yes. gonna be a lot of fun i've been looking forward to this and i know talking to a bunch of uh our fans listeners and friends and everything else uh we're ready to get this shindig kicked off. There's a lot to talk about. We've missed a lot over the course of the last, what, four months that we've been a lot. off. Three it was, it was a, a much-needed break, though, man. It's, a, it's yes. a grind for 52 weeks doing this. So. Especially yeah. for somebody trying to get ready for a wedding. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. But we got it. It's all in the well, review yeah. now. 
Or so are you the uh, official beer drinker for season three? Oh, I've, you... I've okay. always, still always still. the beer drinker. I was gonna say I don't yeah. know if we pass the baton to someone else, but okay. I went, I went, you know, to my my go to for tonight. But you never know what will be in there my hand. I, I I'm sure body. Greg will probably be telling me I need to start drinking Michelob. <laughs> hey, that's my Definitely. backup. There you go. <laughs> I will have to say though, like I told you guys before the podcast, uh, when I was traveling to New York and from New York. Uh, since my dad loves hazies and my garage refrigerator is full of them, I've been trying mm. them. They're actually not bad. Once you kind of get that taste down, they're not bad. So so after know. you get the gagging it's, out, it's not bad, right? So yeah. funny, though. Real quick on to add on to that. So this guy, like, messages me because he went to the airport, like, I don't know, five hours early. It's like <laughs> noon in the airport. And he goes, man, I got a buzz going. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've had a couple of these, like, hazy IPAs. These suckers are good. Yeah, it's like 12.30 in the afternoon. This dude's hand <laughs> in the freaking airport. Hey, that's the way to do it. Hey, man, that was great. They're, they're like 10% alcohol content, man. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying, man. You, you party with Chuck Smith Jr. After four of those, he's ready, man. He's ready to go to Shotgun <laughs> Willie's, do all the things. It's, you know, 12-ounce cans. It was like these, man. <laughs> oh, is that an orange one? I like that. It's a blood orange, man. Yeah. All right. Well, Can't go wrong. We I'm love orange. Hey, round of applause for Jordan for the uh, beautiful backdrop as well. Well yes. done. Well oh, done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I guess I don't need my intro, but I'm Brandon Hall, driver of the 3H uh, Outlaw Cart. Uh, yeah. Echoing what they said. I already said it, but excited to kick this off. So what do you say we do it? So you guys saw our announcement last week. Uh, the fine folks at Frank's Radio Service uh, teamed up with us this year. They are the uh, official presenting partner of the Scrub and Tires podcast for the whole year. Um, so you're going to learn more about them. Um, we're going to try to, you know, there's, trust me, there's going to be a lot of cool things once the local racing season starts, uh, being partnered with Frank's, um, you know, and we'll, we'll do some things before the racing season, the local racing season starts, but uh, a lot of fun is going to be had with Frank. So we appreciate Frank. We appreciate Brian and we appreciate Daryl, uh, for coming together and, and getting this thing going. It's going to be a hell of a ride and we're excited to do it. So with that, um, we're going to give them their soapbox for about a minute. So, uh, yeah, kick back. If you haven't uh, cracked open a beer, do that now. Enjoy the uh, Frank's Radio ad, and then we're going to get into NASCAR Weekend Recap. That'll get you pumped up for some racing, right? If you or your team are missing the vital in-race communications that you have been longing for, or your radios sound like something from the 1960s, it's time you give our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service, a call. They offer radio and headset sales along with all of the accessories you will need to take that extra step to winning more races. The team at Frank's goes the extra lap to program your radios as well, so you can focus on racing and spotting. Give your local Colorado dealers, Brian or Daryl, a call at 719-761-1413 or 720-545-5249 now to get started. Traveling out of town for a race? No problem. Franks has you covered from the West Coast to the Midwest. Also check them out at www.franksradio.com and on Facebook, Franks Radio Service Colorado. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. There you have it. That was an awesome commercial video thank you i should go pro 
Just kidding. I should not. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, just because they're our presenting partner does not mean I, all three of us, <clears throat> excuse me, have purchased things from Frank's. They have made uh, life easier, especially for these two on the asphalt side. Obviously, no longer can I use that. All I have is a receiver, but still they have receivers. So whatever you need, uh, Brian, Daryl, Frank will hook you up. I, I can attest as Jake can and Jordan when I did race the one and a half legends race uh, last year, going switching to from crappy radios to good radios, huge difference. And yeah. So again, thank you. Uh, oh, Kyle Shusho's prank calling the 719 number. Please do. <laughs> All right. Well, That's I awesome. will uh, shut up and I will uh, pass to Jake here. Yeah. Well, I should highlight uh, hello, Shrek, Mark, Scotty, Morgan, Greg. Uh, Ian and Kyle, thank you for joining us on the first episode of season three. So thank you all for uh, Gibbs. taking your, uh, yeah, Mr. Ian Gibbs, taking your Tuesday night and uh, listening to us just banter. Um, but uh, we'll do a, some recaps of the NASCAR weekend. Uh, so officially the first points earning weekend of uh, the NASCAR uh, season. Uh, won't really get into the LA Coliseum because that was just yeah. interesting but still cool to have them go out there in that big venue like that and i'm sure it generates a lot of money for that local area but anyway so i'm gonna start us off with the uh, craftsman truck series uh obviously craftsman took over again this year so it's pretty cool to have them back uh, in nascar and the series sponsor for the trucks it was kind of cool just where i start this off seeing how big the craftsman was across the trucks you can yep. actually read it as they go mm -hmm. by instead of like is it the camping world i can't tell yeah. but it's pretty cool to see that back on the trucks again this year so uh so friday night the next era 250 at daytona uh it's pretty cool with craftsman being on there next era the season the sponsor for the night so it's kind of nice the whole next era yeah even though it's NASCAR. going back technically it's like retro but it's still right? cool because you exactly. had the the ron horta days the rick corelli's those guys racing mm -hmm. in the, the original Craftsman Truck Series. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and some and in some regards, some of them are still involved with that series. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Uh, man, the trucks! I love the trucks, but sometimes it can be a pain in the ass to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there was a total of seven, seven or eight total cautions in the seventy-nine rain-shortened laps that they had. Uh, I was in New York, like I said. Uh, so kind of like at dinner, I was kind of, you know, spying on my phone here and there, like what's going on with the truck race. So didn't really get a chance to see the full thing. But what I did see is that these trucks just seemed to have a hard time in the draft pushing for some reason. You just barely tap them and you, you see them trucks mm -hmm. just wiggling like a son of a gun. And I'm not a huge truck guy if knowing the knowledge of how the trucks set up and all that stuff. But I'm sure them drivers inside them seats were having a, their hands full the whole night, keeping them trucks straight and uh, and not causing ten or twelve more cautions mm -hmm. on top of that. But uh, so Zane Smith came out on top. Uh, that was pretty cool. Two years in a row, win the uh, biggest race of the year. Um, like I said, rain shortened. Uh, kind of sucks for a couple of them drivers. What twenty late, twenty eight laps in, had that huge caution and. Uh, went to red flag where they had to clean up a lot of oil and stuff and Haley Deegan was in there 
Um, she can't she, catch a break, man. She can't catch mm-hmm. a break. And, you know, I saw some people like, oh, she can't drive, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, when you're right in the middle of an accident happening at 200, you know, 180 miles an hour right there in front of you, anybody, I don't care who you are, is going to have troubles yep. maneuvering out of that. So um, just sucks. I, I kind of want wish that didn't happen to her because I kind of wanted to see if with her being on that new team and mm-hmm. in that new truck. if uh, Thor you know, Sport, she, right? Is there a new yeah. team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, see what she could do. You know, it's, it's, I think it's pretty cool who her dad is and how she kind of made her own way into racing and what she's doing compared to what her dad does. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. And I would have wished to see her actually tr- maybe be up front there toward the end, but sucks. But, you know, it happens. Truck series as well. I think on the, uh, on the broadcast, they were talking about how, you know, there's that fine line of with these stage breaks. Do you pit? Do you not pit? Do you get some track position just to stay up there and do green flag stops or hope there's another caution? That way you're in front of all the, I don't want to say crappy drivers, but the drivers less experienced in the back and cause more accidents than they do up front. But, you know, that's racing. It happens. Um, but it's it's pretty pretty interesting, the strategies, I think, this year that are especially at these plate races. Um see how it all unfolds especially like we just saw in the duels like a lot of strategy could be in these things so mm-hmm. but either way i don't want to go through all the top five but zane smith was your uh was your winner for daytona kind of sucks it was rain shortened but you know it's daytona see if yeah. you can uh repeat winning daytona and the championship this year yeah this is true walked yeah. himself in already so there you go yeah so yeah, they were super aggressive on the uh on the ends of the ends of the stages like what was the end of stage two? I mean, guys just beating and banging and wrecking and all oh, over yeah. the place. It's like, man, come on! Like I understand, and th- and this is a, you know, obviously a, a benefactor of what NASCAR is set up with these whole stage points and everything like that. But I would much rather get rid of the damn stage points. So stupid. Yeah. To me, it's dumb. Well, because then now, especially like now, when you got plate racing going on, you got guys fighting for extra points because you never know, rain might shorten the race. So those points are going to be huge. Mm-hmm. But then you're wrecking, you know, 10, 12, 20 cars possibly, uh, not even halfway through the race. Well, here's another like that's, example. That's boring to me. So you look at, you know, I think he's a unanimous favorite here on the podcast with Chase Elliott. Hovering around 12th, 15th place on Sunday, no stage points, gets wrecked out. That's a big mm-hmm. fat goose egg in a 32nd place fin or 36th yeah. place finish. That's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. No. Well, then you got guys like Stuart Friesen, who was in that stage two, mm-hmm. end of stage two wreck, like George was talking about. He's just in the lead, just trying to make it to the start finish line. Doesn't matter really where he ends up, but, you know, he's just getting pushed. And goes right into the wall because yeah, Boom. like George said, people are just being overly aggressive and fighting for those extra points that you know it just causes more damage than good. Right. But either way, anywho, yeah. anywho. anywho, moving on. All right, so we'll move on to the uh, Xfinity race. So yeah, I did get to watch this one for majority of it. Uh, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of the same kind of deal, right? Like just guys. In the, on that level, um, pushing hard. It's a big race. Uh, you know, seeing what the cars can do early on, and uh, guys making names for themselves, and and girls, know, 
Well, I'm and girls. That, no, that's the truck race. Never mind. No, there wasn't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. There was like 15 women in the ARCA race, one in the truck race, and I don't think we had any other women. Right. But, um, but the JRM cars were really strong during that race. Um, all, all four of them, really. But, uh, you know, it, product of racing, guys beating and banging. Obviously, there was wrecks that were involved. But then the big one happened, you know, there at the very end of the race because they had a green, uh, what, a green-white checkered? Did um, they have a green-white checkered? I think so. Yeah, they I'm had a green-white checkered. Up. There's a lot I of know, racing. that's what I was trying to think. I'm like, oh, God, I was glued to the TV from the ARCA race on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it got to a point where, uh, <clears throat> what was it, Mike Lynette was in the one car. No, Sam Mayer. Sam Mayer was in the one car. And then went going into turn one went up shoot almost brushed the wall his teammates trying to block him <laughs> and then all of a sudden they come out onto the back stretch and they're three wide and then next thing you know their doors are banging and then all of a sudden he ends up upside down on the last lap and then it and then you got a yellow to end end the race i mean it it's it sucks but that's obviously that's the type of racing that you get at plate racing i mean majority of the time it's going to end under caution which yep. which ultimately sucks you know well, and it's I mean, kind of controversial too because they're saying in the fox booth so it's when the the race director hits the button not when you see the first yellow light on the replay right. it's when he hits the button and then they right. go to the live footage and stop it yeah. i for sure thought that justin allgaier won it i thought he would have too the naked eye but that's i did too that we could have a whole segment on just that but I, I totally agree with you because like when the dude hits the wall and like there's a wreck, like caution should be out. You shouldn't have to like yeah. wait till the yellow yellow light. Until he's upside down. Who, yeah, <laughs> to see who won the race. Like really, yeah. if you're going to do it, then otherwise get rid of that and go back to what they used to when you race to the line. Yeah. You know, but I understand why they don't do that mm -hmm. nowadays because of safety. safety. But at the same time, it's like – that's it's it's such a terrible way to end such an exciting race like yep. you get all the way down to the very end here and then it comes down to who was out front when the light came on like yeah but anyways but i'll tell you who's not mad is austin hill austin hill yeah i mean he, <laughs> he ended up winning the race and 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 don't get me wrong i mean being in that position at the end of the race and making the right moves and um i, I was watching denny hamlin's podcast great uh, by the way yeah, I love it. I, I really do. I'm not a huge fan of Danny Hamlin, but I, I have enjoyed it a lot so far. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about the race, and he's like, or winning Daytona in general. He's like, you know, you can back your way into one win, and then but <laughs> right. then he's talking about, but it takes talent to win two or three or four at that point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, for these guys, you know, just being in the right position, it can happen, and that's yeah. proof right there. And then, obviously, what happened in the 500, too, so – uh, but yeah, congratulations to Austin Hill. That was it was a pretty exciting race for the most part. Um, what a, a lot of what a photo there that they had to kind of like go over on who was going to win that race. What there was like five cars with them oh, like yeah. feet oh, yeah. each other. Yeah, John Hunter on the damn apron, and then it's like, mm -hmm. what did he get forced? Yeah. To, I mean, well, then it's so know, crazy. Third, fourth, and fifth, they were literally nose <laughs> to nose. So it's like, yeah, how do you decide? Those, like, let alone the winner, but those three positions, how do you right. decide who had those positions? It's what still crazy thinking... to me. Sorry, it's still crazy to me because I was listening to it on the radio, the 500. 
and we were, I was, uh, uh, in between the race, I was running errands and stuff and I was heading back and whatnot. And they were talking about the time difference between first place and last place was like 1.2 seconds. Oh yeah. They're all right there. (laughs) It is so crazy to think just how quick, you know, how, how fast they're truly going. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it just blows my mind, but Mm -hmm. continue. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say, you know, being at Daytona last year and having witnessed Zane Smith win on Friday night, Austin Hill win on Saturday, literally when they declared Austin Hill the winner, I was like, if Austin Cindric wins tomorrow, <laughs> like what in the hell like that, that will never be repeated, you know, ever again. So no deja um, vu just without yeah. you being there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I will say, uh, Jordan, I, f- I think you forgot a vital part of the uh, Xfinity Series recap. Oh, do tell. The uh, the name of the race. You skipped right over that. Oh, God, we yeah. all waiting for you to say this name of this race. My bad. <laughs> Beef, it's what's for dinner 300 at Daytona. Hey, hey, I mean, it, America. That, that is one of the <laughs> yeah, that is one of the better like yeah. race titles that uh, that we've ever seen. That, can... Right up there next to the Strawberry Douche 400. <laughs> <laughs> so... It would have been cool if the if this you know title sponsor of the race put like meat on. The did you? Oh, they did. They had. Uh, I, I didn't get this. Yeah, they had a uh, a little Yeti cooler about yay big. I yeah. think it was Yeti, and then they had six or four tomahawk steaks sitting on top oh, of it. And it damn. goes great with Austin Hill because he's a big boy. You saw him deck uh, was it Maya <laughs> Snyder last year? Yeah, with the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure uh, Austin went back to the to the bus and grilled those up real quick. <laughs> Go to a local steakhouse and be like, hey, I don't want to buy your steak. Make this. Yeah. (laughs) Tomahawk steaks, man. That's that's no joke. That's that's a pretty cool trophy. (laughs) All right. uh, So that leads into uh, Sunday, obviously, the the big show, the Daytona 500. Uh, Leading up to it, uh, we were talking about this before the show, and I won't elaborate too much on it. But you see some teams put a lot of emphasis on qualifying where they trim their cars out just for speed. They don't give a shit about handling, nothing. They just want to go out there, which pretty cool. Like for Alex Bowman, six year in a row, breaking his own records at this point, being on the front row. Hendrick has kind of took over those first two spots, which, I mean, it's cool. There's no, as far as I know, there's no money or anything involved with that. It's just that picture with the two cars and the two teams. Still special. Uh, but the cool thing about, I, in my opinion, about qualifying is you have all these drivers whether it's seven time jimmy johnson connor daly travis pastrana uh what's the kid's name uh is it christian eckes driving for uh college racing now uh trying to make the show he had electrical problems the first car out it has electrical problems can't even make a lap you had all this drama just in qualifying um and then you ended up seeing that you know jimmy johnson of the go or go home cars he makes it travis pastrana yep. makes it uh connor daly didn't get a lap because something broke or they had a short in the oil cooler system or something. Um, so it was shaping up for a lot of good dual races, all that, but I'll, I'll, I'll just focus on, you know, the big race cause we could sit here for an hour and dissect all of it. So right. the 500 itself, um, before I get into like what I thought of it, stage one, completely caution free, which after what Jake, you know, Jake was talking about in the truck race, we, a lot of us watched the Arca race, uh, the Xfinity race, I was expecting the same thing, but those boys were patient. They were giving each other room all of stage one um, and then kind of after stage two. And then you have the the manufacturers pitting together and then that just creates a lot of havoc and 
fast well, cars coming up on slow cars. Go ahead. Well, and the fact that it's kind of great that they did that because right that first stage because with what one practice between getting there, yeah. qualifying the duels, one practice and, one and practice. the race, like without without the duels there, if you really think about it. They had one practice to qualify and then race, so it's like, yeah, okay, boys, let's let's just let's let's get the race going, and then what happens? Let's let's get past stage one first without race. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't mind that. I mean, let's. Mm -hmm. I want to see all forty cars be there at the end. I don't want to see twelve. I wanna see, yeah, and then eleven of them have tape on their nose, like Ryan Blaney. Right. Damn thing didn't even look like it go hundred mile an hour, and he finished sixth. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't want to see that, but. Yeah. Anyways, um, so it it was a great race. I mean, it seemed like Kozlowski and his his Roush Fenway Kozlowski racing teammate Christopher Busher uh, were gonna be uh, to be reckoned with there. Uh, just tandem, nose to nose to tail, leading several laps. Obviously, you had Logano as a factor. Martin Truex was a factor, which is crazy because he's never won one of these. Best finish is second, barely. Uh, but anyways. Um, you had the longest Daytona 500. It was actually 230, what they say, 233 laps, something like that, because of all the uh, green, white checkers and the cautions and so forth. Um, but Kyle Busch was leading at lap 200, and he said if this was like Jordan alluded to, um, 1998 Daytona 500, in which our, our boy behind us won, racing back to the, to the caution, he would have won, which he's right. And, you know, and we yeah. talk about stages and overtimes and such. But anyways, you had, which we were talking as well about before the podcast started, uh, the choose rule at the super speedways now. So you had RCR one and two, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon. So what they chose to do is split up the front row. And then Clint Boyer, you know, and Tony Stewart up in the booth, we're talking about it. What, what's good. And they called it perfectly. Austin Dillon's going to throttle back, let Kyle Busch in front of him. And then they're going to tandem and no one's going to get by him. Worked perfectly. And then Austin Dillon fell back of Kyle Busch greatly. Yeah. Joey Logano's coming on the outside. And then everybody starts slamming Austin Dillon. And then somebody wrecks Travis Pastrana. And then it's over from there. And that's, I mean, that's plate racing. I mean, that's right. Everybody has a plan until it doesn't work, I guess. But Hey, our boy, uh, Ricky Wreckhouse, whatever you want to call him, he's a Daytona 500 winner house now. So, <laughs> you know, and that's two win, three wins, his only three wins in the Cup Series, all Talladega Blake and Daytona. Races. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you got to give it to the kid. Yeah. I mean, he's, he can, he's a he can wheel it when it comes yeah. to plate racing. Yeah. He, he's up. I mean, we, you know, we say sometimes that maybe he's a little too aggressive, but hey, it also, you know, wins races sometimes too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just like we were telling, talking about, yeah, go him going to Waffle House hey. uh, after the race. And like, I knew he was a small guy, but seeing him walk in with that trophy and almost looking like he was going to drop it, like that thing weighs more than you, man. Like, I can't believe you're walking around with that thing like that. Right. And just the reaction of those uh, workers, they're like, are you the winner? Yeah, right. I am. Like, woo. Like, I thought that was, I thought <laughs> that, that was, was awesome. Yeah, Man, awesome. I, you know, and, and what's even more special about, you know, more so than Ricky uh, Stenhouse Jr. winning the race is that's a single car team. And for those mm -hmm. maybe that haven't, uh, their their shop is um, right there in I uh, uh, can't even think my my good buddy lives in, in the town right there. I can't even think of the town, but it's literally right next to uh, U.S. Legend Cars. 
And it's literally like you go to a, a Hendrick or a Gibbs, massive. It's a campus, right? Yeah. But JTG Doherty Racing is just, you wouldn't even really know unless right. you're Harrisburg is the town. Um, and it's just so cool to see such a small team, a one-car operation, and uh, Brad Doherty, and there's another lady that works for JTG uh, that they broke uh, records because he's the first African-American team owner mm-hmm. to win the Daytona 500. And the lady, I can't remember what position she holds there, but super cool. I mean, Brad Doherty, it sucks. He wasn't even there. I read that he was there earlier in the day, but he had just had eye surgery. So the light was affecting him. So he left oh. and then come to find out Ricky wins. I'm like, damn, oh, that was yeah. so oh, that sucks. But yeah. I mean, super cool. You know, we see all these powerhouse teams winning and that's kind of to be yeah. expected, but these smaller mm-hmm. teams, you, you know, underdog, that's what he is. I mean, he's yeah. fighting for, you know, sponsorships, fighting for rides for next season. So mm-hmm. super cool to see uh Ricky Stenhouse get in there and he's, uh, newly married as well over the off season. So good oh, for him. Didn't know that. Obviously yeah. wasn't Danica. <laughs> no, I think that's a fair, fair statement. I think she's uh, still single. If I, if I, if my memory serves me. anyways, it's, if her Instagram serves. Me yeah. Right. <laughs> she, well, she went from Ricky to Aaron Rodgers, and then that didn't work out. And now yeah. I, don't, I don't know. She does a lot. She has a podcast too, but yeah. anyway. All right. Well, so that was your NASCAR weekend recap. A lot to unpack there as, uh, it was a, what, a week and a half, basically, of racing from all mm-hmm. the top four series. Yep. So uh, we're going to um, head off into our next uh, segment, which is kind of a, a one-off. But before we do, I'm going to pass Jordan. He can explain the next uh, ad, if you will, and then we'll uh, then we'll play it. For sure. Um, yeah, this season, it was, we were very fortunate enough to uh, have a new sponsor join us as well this year. Uh, so introducing, I don't know if anybody follows our Smith family racing page, but a couple weeks back, (laughs) uh, we made an announcement that, uh, AAA service heating, plumbing, and electric is going to be the title sponsor for my race car this year. So we are going to, um, yeah, also have them. They were gracious enough to sponsor us on the podcast as well. So without further ado, enjoy, uh, this nice little, uh, commercial that hey and there's a i was watching it earlier there's a little coupon a coup a coupon in here there is all right is your toilet always backing up got a faucet that's leaking all the time call the plumbing pros at AAA service today to get 50 dollars off any plumbing repair scheduling is always easy at AAA today.com love it yeah <laughs> so with that that's your ringtone uh, that i need to get it as my ringtone right <laughs> they love that. uh but yeah, there's uh, we're gonna post a link into uh, into the chat, and if you guys are looking for any sort of plumbing services, electrical, heating, AC, anything like uh, you household need like that, uh, click on the link. It'll send you to uh, our page, basically there our page for set up for the podcast, and you'll get a special discount on your next service. So feel free, click away, help uh, help you know, give us a little. Get us going yeah. for us. And yeah. tell them we sent you. We sent you, yeah. Jordan, I, uh, I lost the link. You're going to have to post that. That's all right. We'll, we'll post it. You. I It was right it. there. <laughs> well, it's your damn sponsor. True. But I, mean, I did have it. It was in the email. If, if anybody has seen our Smith Family Racing page, uh, 
there is no longer one pink car on the track this year. There's going to be two pink cars on the track this year. So just saying, somebody that's not on the podcast watching right now, who should be on the podcast watching. Yeah, right now, why the hell aren't they? I know. <laughs> Damn John Seeley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love to give him crap. I know it's not pink, but I just love to give him crap. So he's not the only one on the track that's pink this year. Yeah, sharp looking yeah, car too. It's going to be bright. Ours is a better look. Better look. Mine's, <laughs> it's pink. I mean, it's it is, is going to be very pink. You know, wait till you guys see it. So, wait anyways, see what, wait till you see what it gets pulled in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the trailer is going to be even more intense. Thank you, Greg. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Jake. You can go make ahead. so many jokes, but I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, 52 more weeks. So. I think uh, that Aerosmith song is going to be our theme song. Aerosmith. Yeah. Pink. Pink. That song? Love it for sight. Mm-hmm. No, you never heard that one. I don't think I've heard that oh, one. Shame on me. Yeah. Shame on you. All right. I'll be right back. I'm gonna listen. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, uh, this next little segment here is just because of all the off-season stuff going on. We're just going to talk some NASCAR off-season stuff. Uh, Just anything kind of that happened that we thought was interesting to bring up or kind of talk about. Uh, So we're all three going to kind of give a couple of things that we thought was some interesting topics, off-season moves, rule changes, NASCAR-specific, all the local stuff we'll get into later. But uh, this is going to be NASCAR-specific. So I'll go ahead and start us off. Two things that I thought was um, interesting and I think needed to happen, and I'm glad they're going to test it at least twice, is that NASCAR is going to do go away from the stoppages on the stage breaks. So the green-white checkered, or yeah, green-white checkered, uh, will still happen, but they're not actually going to throw the caution for everybody to have to pit or elective pit or anything like that they're just going to keep keep green flag racing so i thought that was pretty interesting uh i wish they would do it at an oval track instead of just the road courses but i do get why they're doing it the road courses because one caution lap can take you know five ten minutes so uh, that's that's at least good that they're starting that but what do you guys think about that whole getting rid of the stoppages for stage breaks you want me to go first short Please love do. it. Love it. Um, if you listen to Door Bumper Clear podcast, uh, obviously from a spotter's uh, perspective and, and viewing it, too. I mean, it, when you have these stage breaks at all these road courses and what, what are we up to nine or so now, which, I, you know, so, I'm not hating on that, you know, because our boy Chase yeah. usually wins them all except for last year. But uh, <laughs> these road courses are so big. It's, it's, it's similar to a Daytona Talladega. When I don't know what the, the the pace car speed is, right? But it takes five minutes or so for them to get around, and that happens three times a race mm-hmm. or twice, I guess. And they're you know who who knows how many laps they do under that. So I think it's a great idea. I applaud NASCAR for that. I feel like they listen to the feedback of the fans, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know we only have one Twitterist in the group here down below me, and he you know he trolls the the Twitter, but they. You know, according to Door Bumper Clear, man, they NASCAR fans are ferocious, man. They they tell you what they think immediately, and yeah. I think NASCAR and uh, you know Steve Phelps and everybody at NASCAR listen. So I applaud them for that. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I just wish they would apply it to all the races like we were talking about before. I think just 
But maybe this is a stepping stone to them trying to maybe get, yeah, get test away it from out. it. Yeah, test it out. Because I was uh, listening to Tony Stewart during the, the cup race, and he was talking about how him and his guys, his teams, like have a discussion about you know, stage points and how important it really is because of what he was talking about with like the rain and stuff. You just never know what could happen during a race that you might not make it to the end or you blow a motor, you know, after that second stage and you, you get all these stage points, which I understand, but then, but that's not the emphasis of what, what you, what you're trying to accomplish. Your, your emphasis is trying to finish the race. You know, I don't, I don't want to see guys, yeah, go, going for it all hard on just for stage points. Like it's a third of the way through the race. That doesn't, it doesn't make any difference to me. It's an unnecessary break during the race. You know, that's the whole emphasis of, or the background, I should say, of what NASCAR is all about is the longevity of 400 laps or 500 laps or mm -hmm. however long, you know, I mean, it's not to make it to a third or a halfway mm -hmm. through the point. It's to go the whole race and then yeah. get rewarded for it by that. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. I, I applaud them for at least listening if they do listen, and they are getting rid of that crap for at least the road courses. That's a step in the right direction. But mm -hmm. then yeah, I mean just get rid of it if if you want to do heat race style Saturday night fever, then go to heat races. Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. You know, go to a true Saturday night I setup. That. I that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Like. But well, you know, just like the SRX series does, that's what they do, and it, I, I love that series to be mm -hmm. honest with you. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that they always talk about NASCAR about emphasis on winning. Oh, well, you're automatically into the you know playoffs uh, if you win a race. Like, well, yeah, but these guys, like Robert Davy just said, you got a lot of good cars wrecked out 30 laps into the race that. Who knows? Maybe they could have been a car that could have been battling for a win at the end of the race. Mm -hmm. You know, like the like you were talking about the underdogs. You know, it's pretty cool to see an underdog uh, win a race. But how many good cars weren't also there to help challenge him to see how good that you know underdog could have actually drove up to the front and around all those good drivers? Like that would have been even a cooler story. That yeah, this guy beat all of those other cars. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. But they got wrecked out because of stage stage breaks, mm -hmm. you know, points racing. Like I get it, you know, but still, it's like shouldn't be earning points in the middle of a race. You earn points by finishing the race. Right. Put finishing more, the race. Put more it, points emphasis on the end of the race than you do in the middle of the race. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what you know if we Dale was still around and you know the the Kale Yarbroughs and all those guys that grew up you know without all this stuff and it was you know whoever won the most races had the top fives had the top tens you're going to win the championship and that's just how it yep. should be mm -hmm. in my opinion but it'd be interesting to hear their take on the stage race stuff crap whatever you want to call it but yeah at least it's a step in the right direction beast. I don't think yeah. there would be stage no. races if Earnhardt was still around <laughs> no a lot of things would be different if you want to do what <laughs> yeah. boy yeah. are you half dumb <laughs> yeah. uh, cool one more thing that I thought was uh, interesting that apparently NASCAR said they fixed and you wouldn't see any more problems with it. And then the very first practice of the LA Coliseum, <laughs> it happened and it was worse. Yeah. The fact that they built up or fixed the problem of the so-called rubber buildup 
underneath the cars and that, you know, with the brakes being so hot, it wasn't going to set anything on fire. Well, well, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Ty Gibbs sure knows that that ain't true. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Uh, same with same thing with the cars supposed, supposed to crush in the rear mm -hmm. and guys were talking about how violent it was when they yeah, hit the wall Coliseum. at the Coliseum. That's mm -hmm. not, you good. know, it's like, eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it sucks because if I if memory serves correct, last year we had Chase Elliott, uh, not a, not in the same race, but Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick. <clears throat> I don't remember them having issues, and their car just caught on fire, took them out of the race, mm -hmm. just yeah. from a fire. Mm -hmm. So I mean, several that, people. Yeah, that uh, that sucks. And uh, what's his name? I think it was Christopher Busher at uh, the Indy Road Course had the same yeah. thing in the pit box. Like we got to do something. Can't just be having, I mean, that's yeah, they're yeah. worried about guys putting a small piece of uh, uh, what tape like this big on, yeah, a car. yeah, Damn. and yet they have all that rubber building up and starting a little fire and fire. smoke inside yeah. the car. And it's not like a little fire, that damn thing goes up, it's inflamed, yeah, yeah. The, when they took the whole car apart in one of the pictures on NASCAR's Facebook, when they took the whole right side off it, everything was scorched oh yeah like you had to replace that whole car yeah it's they need to go back to the drawing board on that one yeah, yeah. just let's go back to the 90s cars yeah <laughs> all steel come on <laughs> get them old bucket trains back out there yeah <laughs> all, all right. right i'll throw this over to brandon yeah so um that way there you go got it uh there's so many uh that we could choose from and hopefully I don't steal any of Jordan's thunder here, but uh, two that I'm going to talk about uh, and we we're alluding to it before the show is the implementation. I don't think it's mandatory, but mouthpieces, they're all wearing mouth, not all of them, I should say, but we saw Ricky Stenhouse get out of the car on the start finish line at Daytona and he pulls out a mouthpiece, which obviously that's to try to prevent or reduce the effects of these hard hits that, you know, Jordan was just talking about with the rear ends and everything that, you know, he's, Kurt Busch, I heard, is still medically not cleared to race, which is absolutely insane because yeah. that happened in July of last year. Um, and then you had Alex Bowman take a few weeks off. I mean, it's just, it, it's, I guess a, it's weird to see a, a, a racing car driver have a mouthpiece in. You think about football and hockey and boxing and MMA and all those, you know, stick and ball sports or whatever you want to say that you have to wear a mouthpiece, or I guess the NFL doesn't mandate it, but if you want to protect your, your pearly whites, you better. Um, but it's just kind of crazy <clears throat> to think about that we've gone to that level now to reduce concussions. So, yeah. um, well, I'm sitting here thinking after, you know, yeah, seeing Ricky pull that out of his mouth. I'm like, I had a, like my dentist, per, like perfectly form one to my teeth. So it was a lot smaller than like your normal one. You go to Dick's Sporting Goods, you put it in hot boiling water and you stick it in your mouth and bite down on it and your right. mouth's burning, you know? Yeah. Like they, they did all the whole thing, the, you know, casting and stuff. And then they, you know, mm -hmm. perfectly cut it out to where yeah. like it fit nice and it was small. And you could hardly talk with that thing on. Mm -hmm. Like, right. you know? And then, right. you know, you have Ricky pull out this freaking thing. Yeah, it looked like it was like a boxing one. Yeah. And it's like, how are you communicating and having clear conversation on the radio when you got this mouth garden? Right. Like, I, I wonder if they have something in there. Maybe 
our uh, Frank's Radio guys can uh, let us know. Yeah, that's how, not uh, a bad business to get into. I, I yeah. mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. Like, so like I um, had Invisalign was, was four years ago and I still wear them at night, kind of like as a retainer. And I could see that as, cause I can still communicate. Like really you wouldn't, like if I had them in right now, you wouldn't be able to tell uh, so much, but uh, yes, Mark Bremkamp, yes. you would be correct. And uh, shout, out, Hayden, <laughs> shout out Hayden Davidson. I see you on there. I appreciate you joining, buddy. Um, so anyway, back to the mouthpiece conversation. Pretty interesting. I, I hope it works. Um, just another, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the different, uh, you know, when they do like uh, radioactive on whatever it is, Wednesday nights on Fox, where you get to listen to the communications oh, yeah. throughout the race. It'd be interesting to see if some of them sound like they're different. muffled or whatever. So yeah. Um, that's one, I, you know, I thought was interesting. The other one I, I kind of talked about earlier, uh, is the, is the choose, uh, choose, I almost said choose cone, choose rule, um, at the super speedways that, yeah, the choose arrow. <laughs> so I'll tell a funny story about my now wife. She was watching the Daytona 500 with me and she, uh, they get to, you know, one lap to go and they're doing the choose and she's like, what in the hell are they doing? So I had to try to explain as best I could, you know, in the matter of, 30, 40 seconds before they go green, like, okay, this is only, you know, one to go, every caution, everybody gets to choose where they line up. It can, you know, it's a strategy game. You can gain spots, you can lose spots. It's all, it's a, it's crazy, you know, to even explain, but I think it's, and we talked about it last year, like maybe we they should implement that at short tracks and CNS and, you know, stuff like that, shake it up a little bit. So I think it's, you know, and, and we saw it there at the, the last uh, green white checkered. Welcome back. As yeah, as I was talking about Kyle Bush and Austin Dillon, they played it perfectly, right? And I thought, I was like, man, why would you split each other up? Why would one go low, one go high? And then you know, Tony Stewart and Clip Boyer start. You know, this is what they're going to do. They executed it perfectly, but the plan, the big plan, didn't work. But I think it's great. I think you know, just like the uh, stage breaks, try something new. You know, we. Mm -hmm. In order to grow the sport, in order to get more viewership, you gotta you gotta try something different. Yeah. Well, and, and you see like the NAS the cup guys, they they study what happens in the races before them, you know, the trucks, the Xfinity, and maybe even somewhat of the ARCA of like how the cars are pushing, you know, what lines are looking good, you know. So it's like like you just said, trying something different in the fact like, okay, well, a lot of guys they'll, you know previously before the choose arrow or the choose cone, you know, like, yeah, you want to make sure you're on the line of wherever your teammate's going to go. So now it's like, now that we get to choose, we can block both lanes and then just let somebody yeah. in. So it's like, that's a strategy to try. I mean, you don't know if it's going to work or not unless right. you try it. So, so I, I'll bring I, this up awesome. before we pass to Jord there. I, I can't, I think it was maybe Mike joy talking about it. So at the Bristol dirt race, How's that going to work? Because you can't paint chalk on the dirt after five laps. It's going to come so that, up. So someone's going to have to go out there with a cone like a yeah, wheel. Yeah, that's screw that job. Yeah. Yes, especially with the banking on that thing. Yeah. yeah. Know, might have and, to train a dog to go get that thing. Hey, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like the uh, Delta Denna kickoff kids that they have at the football games. Well, go get I the mean, team. technically, <laughs> drones, you can make them powerful enough. Whoop, just there put that go. drone down. Pull that'd be kind of cool. God. Yeah, anyway. you'd freak out funny? all of the all the Crash fans. And and drone on the <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that during the Daytona 500, the one that they have on the back stretch. If that uh -huh. thing crashes, you're gonna have to call a caution. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then with oh, those yeah. things having such small parts, like you want to make sure it's oh, all yeah. off the track. So it's like, 
you're gonna have to get Ooh. a sweeper out there. NASCAR would be pissed if they had to call a caution <laughs> for that. <laughs> Anyways, pass to Jordan. All right. Well, so I want to I want to touch on Robert Davies' uh, little comment about having a mouthpiece in and then also wearing a a cup. He said that's I wore a cup too. So oh, that's not a that's not a bad idea because at the end of the last year when I when I got into my my wreck, <laughs> I had the seatbelt between the boys, the boys. And that was the first thing that I said when they came up to the window net. You all right? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine, but ooh." Yeah, man, like, still yeah. There. yeah, I was like, <laughs> so him saying that, I was like, that's not a bad idea to be honest with you, but interesting. But, yeah. um, if you saw, if here, you here, we, here we go with NASCAR drivers doing jockey commercials for damn jockeys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mouth guards oh, and jockeys man. and everything. It's else. coming, oh, it's God. coming. That's funny. Um, so I know NASCAR's trying to reach different markets and uh really trying to explore this idea of you know being outside the box right so they instituted the race at chicago on the street i i for one not not a huge fan of it at all like it more and more and more that they start making these changes with the one lug and and all this stuff it it's like they're doing a trying to do a complete copycat of F1. And yep. and you're it's like you guys are totally getting away from the true roots of yep. of the sport. Track. It's like I totally understand <clears throat> trying to reach new markets and 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 come up with something completely new, but going to the streets of Chicago like I'll be honest, that, we we uh officially have plans. That's a 4th of July weekend. We have plans uh to go to the lake in Oklahoma. But, you know, normally, like Jake said, he's he's in New York. I'm, you know, we're wherever. We'll tune in, whether yeah. we, it's TV, NASCAR app, whatever. That's probably not one that I'm going to – I really have no interest. I in. have I have no interest to even watch it. No. Not, even, not, even, not even a little bit. No. Not, not even one little bit. I If they were saying like – Well, not yeah, to mention gonna... they're going to have uh, mufflers on the car for that race as well. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yay. Another yeah. storyline. Yeah. Another – Yeah. But I go to go to South Boston, like bring, yeah. do something to take a wherever. Go update some short track in Middle America that hasn't been ran on in forever. Update the hell out of the racetrack and and put them on it for one one race and do that like you could do that like uh, like every year. How you have Darlington, you know it's throwback weekend. Mm-hmm. You know now they got Bristol dirt and everything like that. Okay, well we're gonna lock out one weekend, even if you make it Memorial Day weekend. You know you pick out like a significant weekend and you know that that's gonna be like well, one of the marquee the races. Coke six hundred, but yeah, Coke same yeah. same kind of idea. You're gonna mark out one weekend and you you pick a new short track every single year you know go put them on i don't know winchester i don't know you know whatever but pick a pick a pick a track um and and go to a new track every single year a new short track to help not only help promote short track racing and then that local community that you know i mean that's struggling like you 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 see it all the time um tracks that are closing Closing down down now And they're they're selling off their land and going to you know selling to housing development I'm sure or whatever the case may be but 
McDonald's. It's it's totally I, I totally understand that that new demographic and reaching people, but but the streets of Chicago, like meh, you you could do it in an, another way. I just think too, you're, now you're you're convoluting the, the race schedule with too many road courses. That's a big word. Y'all right, buddy? Uh, that was painful. <laughs> He's got a lot of arms. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had a. Time. I was I had too many yeah. beers. Speaking of that, did you, uh, <laughs> during my uh, little impromptu speech at the wedding, when I, my, one of my best men that was sitting there, I guess I was doing that too much. And he grabs my hand. I look over and he's like, what? And I was like, what? And he just like looks at me and, and he's like, put the microphone up closer. And that's when I was like, oh, it's not like I don't have a podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but, no, yeah, I agree with guys, you. Yeah. To, to Ray's uh, point there. It is about <clears throat> reaching, you know, a different demographic, which 100% all for. Love it. Yep. We need it. We need it. You know, because eventually, you know, sad to say, we're all going to die off. And mm -hmm. we need this younger generation to a, either A, get into racing or B, watch it or both. Uh, but certain tracks like the, the Chicago Street Course, leave that to Indy. You know, that's their that's their thing. They go race freaking downtown wherever. And that's their mm -hmm. thing. And they got the wide tires and those cars are, you know, meant for that. But not, I, and maybe prove me wrong, NASCAR, if it's a great show, then I'll eat my words and we can go back to episode one and say, you're an idiot. <laughs> I would agree. 100%. I will eat you my know, words. It's, it's, it's funny. Now, just thinking about it being in, you know, New York. And if anybody's been in New York, it's like buildings are on top of buildings. And it's just like the streets are not very wide at all. And just thinking about like. The race in chicago i know they're not really going through the buildings and stuff but you want to reach a demographic do, do a race in the middle of the streets of new york like go by like Grand central <laughs> station down to the empire state building come around all these like major streets i'll tell you what that's going to be one hell of a demographic going through them streets that would be very interesting to see and, you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this uh spoiler alert in the in the green flag black flag uh segment but we're on to something and I don't know if anyway, I'm going to save it. Cause I don't know if everybody, I don't even know if you two have heard the news, let alone the listeners or the viewers, but it's big. So <laughs> keep that in your, uh, back of your hat there. Yes. Right. That right. is grand theft auto. They should put NASCAR in grand theft auto. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Yeah. Punch you. <laughs> See him. He gets out on the window, like a normal NASCAR guy. Beating <laughs> the shit out of driver. Jeff Gordon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, so like I said, that was kind of a one-off segment. Uh, just kind of our thoughts from the off-season and NASCAR changes. Obviously, we won't have that every week uh, as NASCAR probably won't make a whole lot more changes or whatnot. Um, so just kind of a one-off. Like I said, we're tailoring these first couple uh, episodes to NASCAR. Um, and then obviously the guests start rolling in and it'll be about them. But uh, yeah, so on that note, George, keep us rolling. All right, so we're going to kind of give our way too early uh, championship predictions, right? So we're going to see who, who do we think is going to be, you know, champion at the end of the year. Oh, man. Mark these down because as, as you all, we were all talking before the show, y'all got me messed up. I didn't blow a motor the last episode last year, but y'all got me <laughs> messed up. So if, if you, whoever is right, it gets to dish out a couple shots at the at the I, end of the year in November. I will save so this pick to my desk. I'm going to save this to my desk. Uh, Please the, do the screenshot our desktop so that way 
yes. it's there every day. I, I have every single script we've ever done and I have every video that we've ever done. So <laughs> no, the video don't lie. <laughs> All right. So my way too early predictions. So we'll go truck series first, Xfinity, and then we'll give our, our, our cup predictions. So I, I, you know, based off of last year and who was in it and who ended up winning it and whatnot, I mean, and the last two seasons, you know, there's been like Ben Rhodes and whatnot. But um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Ty Majeski this year because I think that I think he's gonna come out and win some races. I think that he learned a lot last season being in the Truck Series and being there at the end late. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that team is hungry, uh, and I think that he'll be there again at the end. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna go, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Ty Majeski for the trucks. Oh, for the so uh, timeout. So Jordan didn't he write didn't his write down in the script. So Jake is going in there and literally putting what he's saying hey, on okay. paper. This for later. So that's what oh, okay. I'm Anyways, so the Xfinity series. Uh, I'm gonna go. It's I think a JRM team that Junior Motorsports is just they're just loaded, right? Like a, any one of those four guys could win it. I think, and I think they're just the cream of the crop in the Xfinity series. So. I'm gonna go with Sam Mayer, actually. Ooh, bold pick. Uh-huh. That's a bold one. And then for your cup series, oh man. Um it, it's it's gonna be so hard, but I, I think that a guy who I, I think they just have it figured out right now. Um, and, and I think I think he's just doing a really good job, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him. But I think Joey Logano is gonna go back to back. Bold. So I like it. Actually, that's yeah. not really bold. That's that's a solid. I mean, bet. it's a safe bet. Yeah, it's a yeah. safe bet. It's a bold so. cut. Let's see if it works out for him. <laughs> <laughs> but you're uh, gonna get anyways. peanut butter wasted at the end of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, getting trashed. All right, Jake. Uh, okay. Now that I officially have yours written down, I'll screenshot it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm kind of like George with the truck series. Uh, especially I just I just like this guy. He's a slinger guy. Amen, Greg. I'll I'll do that here in a minute. It's got to be the hair. Yes, it (laughs) it is the hair, or what it's what's left or lack lack (laughs) there. No, no. So real quick, Joey Logano. I found out because man, the the, in the media days, I noticed he's he's got it going on. So I was like, no, it's it's actual real hair. So he. Claims he was, um, and and I don't mean this in a bad way. I mean alopecia is a very serious thing. Kyle Larson's mm-hmm. daughter struggles for, from it, so on and so forth. We have a friend; it's a very serious thing. But it just looked like the man was going bald, which is he's yeah. you know 35, 40 years old, whatever. And he claims he had alopecia. So what he did was sign up with a hair club, and that I think they're his one of his sponsors. Oh. And voila, now he looks ten years younger. Now he's, so, got, now he's got he's got good for him though. Locked. I yeah, mean, no, hey, if you got the money, man, hey, hey yeah. it's coming for me, buddy. I, I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Too, <laughs> mine's still, mine's still on everybody. top of my head, but you know, it's it's still slowly creeping backwards. Yeah, I went to the office today. That's why my hair's all done up. But anyway, <laughs> I go to the office every day. Do you wear that '89 hat? Uh, some days I do. <laughs> they, they say dress for your day. Well, I feel like I'm going to the race, race car driver every day, so I'm dressing for my day. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. That's funny. Uh, but like George, uh, with the truck series, I'm going to go with Ty Majeski. I just like him, and I want to see him win, and I want to see him do a, get a championship this year. So 
bold move, Cotton. I, I I hope he at least at, le at least gets the uh, final four, if not get that uh, get that championship. That would be awesome. Um, and like George, going a different route, but JRM still. You know, his post-race interview after losing the championship at the end of the year, you could just mm -hmm. tell that the fire was lit right there, that I'm just going to come back out and do this again next year, be here next year. So I'm going from Justin Allgaier uh, for the uh, Xfinity Series uh, this year. And then this one really pained me to even type this, let alone even just announce this. But just kind of seeing his demeanor, and it's not the true. I mean, it's he still got it in him on oh, yeah. some of his interviews, but it just seems different, especially on the radio. Hearing him, some of the stuff on his radio, he wasn't doing what he usually does the last what fifteen years, and mm -hmm. just like f this, f that, this sucks, this sucks, blah blah blah. I actually was semi constructive and positive, so I'm gonna go with Kyle Busch to uh, win the Cup Series championship this year. New car, I like back to Chevy. I think, I think Austin Dillon. He's got talent, but I think RCR is kind of like he's not our guy. We need to get somebody in here, <laughs> and I think they're going to put all their resources into Kyle Busch this year. Yeah, because I don't think. I mean, besides making a couple playoffs, I don't think RCR has had a car in the final eight ever. Not since they went to the new format. The new though. format, yeah. So I think they're all in. And are you going to give Kyle Busch every chance they can to get closest? To that probably would have been Reddick last year. I think he made it mm -hmm. what to the round of twelve, maybe mm -hmm. for you. Maybe the round of eight. I don't know. Don't maybe, fact check. Know, it's yeah, week I'll, one. I'll get canceled <laughs> if I get that so but yeah i was low-key rooting for him to win the five hundred. Honestly, yeah. man, yeah. It, really it went was. from like everybody hated him because of what he, mm -hmm. he talented is not the question. It's what he does in his interviews and how he presents himself, uh, presents yeah. thank you and yeah. now it's kind of like i'm right, like in the middle i don't hate him i don't love him but i'm yeah. like i'm i'm excited to see what you do like, new cool. fresh chapter for him yeah exactly it's like it, you know you want to see a guy like that like win it at least once you know but yeah i mean sucks what yeah. happened you know what i mean like it's it is what it is yeah Mr. So, odds man here that's going up next. Do you know what the Kyle Bush odds are? <laughs> uh, I can look it up for you. <laughs> I, I might want to dude, go put a hundred bucks on. I was going to say, go season. throw down some I, cash. I, dude, I had so many bets going as you guys saw for the 500 and I only made 30 bucks and I bet 50. So not too bad. Hey, you know, Hey, when, when's a win, man? Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So yeah, seriously. Uh, let's see. Your Kyle Bush is. Not to scroll, scrolling, scrolling. It's got to be down here. At the Obviously, bottom, it's not a very good odds. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It, it, the the bottom is the better odds. Oh, okay. He, he is a twelve to one. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bucks terrible. Right now. That's there not bad. Go. That's a pretty good. That would be a good payout. Yeah, it's like a yeah, hundred percent. That'd be a good payout. Yeah, that'd be a good payout. Um, all right. So my NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. I just, I think, uh, you know, we saw Zane Smith um, get into the Cup Series again at Daytona, did okay until he didn't. Um, but, it, you know, just dominating Daytona again and the run that he had early in the year last year, late in the year last year, obviously winning the, the championship. I just, 
I don't see and not throwing shade to any other truck driver out there. I, I just think he's here and everybody else is here as far as talent in the truck series. So I think if all the stars align again, he catches some lucky breaks, so on and so forth. Uh, he, he repeats uh, two to one odds. So obviously he is a favorite, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Xfinity series champion uh, pick for me uh, staying in the JRM camp, except I'm going to go Josh Berry. Um, that guy, obviously full-time Xfinity last year, he did a couple start, starts the year before that one. Uh, what was it? Uh, what damn race was that? Martin's? I don't even remember. But yeah, he, he won like a handful. And then like last year, it was kind of his breakout year. Mm-hmm. Um, still think he has some growing to do, obviously, but he's he's there. He's top 10 every week, if not top five. And I think uh, I think he gets it done. Um, and, you know, it'd be cool to see like we did this last year at Phoenix with what, two or three JRM cars in the mm-hmm. final four. Um, so I think Thanks I think he gets it done Gibbs. next to Gibbs. Yep. Um, and he's four to one odds. So obviously everybody else, the the uh, what do they call it? The uh, not the betters. Who makes the who makes the bets? The uh, oh, uh, the odds makers. What are they called? Odds, anyway. Yeah, they're basically. Yeah. Yeah, um, they they agree that he's a favorite too. So, uh, Cup Series Championship. I was talking with Jake uh, before we went live. I'm picking. Uh, what did the what did Pitbull call him? Oh yeah, Ross ride the wall or no, off the wall. Ross off ride the wall. I don't even know what the hell he said his nickname for him. But anyway, Chastain. Um, <laughs> he's gonna get it done in 2023. He like Kyle Busch is a 12 to one odds which I think is kind of strange being that he finished second in the points last year behind Joey Logano. And, you know, but it I is what it is. I think it's like that just because the only reason he was in the championship four is because of his ride in the wall. He which they outlawed, by the way. Yes, they did. Which <laughs> no. if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't even have made it. And this, I, this I, would be yeah. like right on par for his But job. if you think about it in Phoenix, you had – the big guns going against, you know, the Chase Elliott's, the Joey Logano's, the Christopher Bell's, those caliper drivers. And he still finished. Technically, good. you beat them all except for Joey Logano. But yeah. And in yeah. my statistic here, he had the most top fives and top tens, both of any driver last year. That, that I did not know. That's that pretty crazy. Pretty damn good. So, and one more thing, and I'll shut up. His aggression is what is going to get him there. He does not care who you are. How many championships Obviously. you have? Yeah, he'll wreck you. He'll move you, and he don't care. And for whatever reason, nobody retaliates against him or goes and punches him in the nose. But you got to have that. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the the guy behind me. That's what he did: move people, whether you hate it or you love it. <laughs> the guy behind you could also go in a boxing ring ring and hold his own. I can give you about <laughs> two handfuls of drivers that, if you even right. like. Not Austin Hill. Yeah, like tried to let me see your best punch. Like yeah. it just would look awful. Yeah, Chastain's, exactly. <laughs> Chastain's probably gonna lose more fist fights than he'll win. But Uh-oh. in a race car with that helmet on, he is the aggressor, much like Joey Logano, and I think that's how he's gonna get it done in twenty twenty three. Good best. That's a good okay. pick. Okay, give yes. me one second so I can screenshot this. Screenshot. Okay. All right. Boom! Got it. Done. All right. Mark it down. So good. I'm gonna <laughs> hand out so many shots. Uh, <laughs> all right. So like You're we alluded funny. to, 
at, yeah, at the top of the show, uh, much like AAA, we got some new uh, partners along with uh, Frank's, obviously, but um, we have a new one, uh, a new real estate, uh, the official real estate partner and real estate agent of the Scrub and Tires podcast. Um, so yeah, you'll hear all about them. Same things last year. If you guys uh, want that new shop, want that new big garage, I know a lady, she's upstairs. I'm married to her now. She can hook you up. I promise you. So uh, give us a shout or give her a shout. I don't know anything about it, but give her a shout and uh, get that new shop. So without further ado. All right, Scrub and Tires podcast listeners and viewers. If you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell a home or an investment property, find out how much your current home is worth in the ever-changing housing market. Okay, okay, I got it. Let's go to the chase. You want a bigger shop for that new race car you just got, right? Well, let's get you in touch with one of the premier global real estate brokerages and new to the Denver and Colorado market, the agency. As I mentioned, the agency is a premier global real estate brokerage team having business in nine countries and counting, including 80 plus offices. What does that mean for you? You get the expertise of some of the most trusted, seasoned, and highest recruited real estate agents right here in your backyard to serve the Denver and Colorado regions. If you're ready to get started, give the Scrub and Tires Podcast official real estate company and real estate agent, Mike Land Hall, a call today at 719-480-3477 and experience for yourself the unmatched service you will receive from start to finish. There you go. Kyle Shushev, do not prank call that 719 number. <laughs> if you're looking to buy a house, prank call it all you want. But yeah, well, I guess that's true. Oh, uh, but yes, she uh she made the switch. Uh big move, big things happening there. Um, like we said at the end of last year, she still has that uh development with 12 townhomes still available if you want to live uh closer to Jake and Jordan. So mm-hmm. let There's me know. a lot of good houses in my area up for sale. Yeah, there you go. See, the market's hot. We tried to uh, sell when it wasn't, and that's why Dales are back up on the wall. So here we go. Anyway, let's get into uh, the local uh, racing off-season discussion, just kind of chatting about uh, maybe not, you know, in, in life stuff too. Um, so I'll lead us off first. Uh, obviously, with good reason, um, pretty much since, I guess, the local season kind of stopped, racing kind of was put on the back burner for myself uh, with the wedding and honeymoon and everything in between there. Um, did get the the wrap for the outlaw cart um, looking pretty snazzy. I'm excited about that. Um, obviously not going to um, put it on yet till we go uh, test drive the damn thing in case I make a bonehead move and ruin it. Um, so that's kind of where that's at. Obviously they're the dirt side of things. They're running uh, races right now, um, as long as the weather's, uh, you know, adequate. Um, and they've had quite a few, honestly, yeah. um, three or four, I think, have, have the weather's held out already. So I'm excited to, uh, you know, get back in the swing of things. I think we're going to try end of March, early April to go make one of those things and just put around, see what we got, see how it is in this uh, new little outlaw cart thing we got. Um Use your four-wheeler out yet? So that's the predicament I'm in. The uh, four-wheeler is snowed in in Crested Butte. Um, and the they get about, I think over, uh, it was about a month ago, they got 36 inches of snow. So that's a thing. Um, but I have another uh, plan <laughs> in place for the, the four-wheeler. Um, and I was playing poker with the, all the neighbors uh, last Thursday, and I told them, 
If you see an idiot and a lady on a four-wheeler <laughs> pushing this damn go-kart down the street, do not call the cops. I'm just trying to start the damn things. Um, yeah. And so the wife tells me, hey, just go in Thomas Jefferson parking lot. And I'm like, babe, this is the reason that we have to call the police because of kids doing things like this. Let's not be part of the problem. So right. we'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I sit with the racing thing. Not too- You know what? In my mind – you know what? You guys don't listen to me. You're not doing anything about it. I'm just yeah. going to go do some burnouts and some donuts in your yes. freaking parking lot. And I'm yeah. not going to care. Call the cops on me. You won't do anything anyway. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be like, yeah, just go to, a, Come on. go to a church parking lot. Just be like, oh, God yeah. told me to do this. <laughs> I'm yeah. on a mission from God. I'm on a mission, I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> yeah. So the, oh, she's watching. If you can't yeah, beat him, join him. You're damn right. Thank you, Michael. Ann. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we got uh, some we had some returning sponsors from last year. Uh, Obviously, my social media, the Brandon Hall Racing has been quiet. Like I said, everything's been kind of put on the back burner, but things start picking up. Got some new sponsors to announce, uh, much like Jake and Jordan are going to allude to in their uh, uh, spotlights here. But, yeah, so excited for that. Uh, Other than that, got married. Super big news. Uh, Hell of a a time. wedding was beautiful. I'm sorry, Ray, that you didn't get to go. But we were there for you in spirit. See, and I I get a lot of that. And I I wish I could invite invite everybody that I know and that I'm close to. But as you know, that venue only held so much. And we were damn close to that number. And we we only had a certain amount on both of our guest lists. And then, of course, your parents, friends, and so on and so forth. So Mm -hmm. I apologize if you weren't, if you didn't get an invite. But I got a great alternative for you, and I'm glad Michael Ann is listening right now. Because she said in her vows, she will always raise hell and praise Dale. She did. Okay. She did say that. I can confirm that. It was even on the video. Yep. Right? Yep. Now when you renew your vows, you do it at the track and invite everybody. Yes. Yes. We could could bring the modifieds, the outlaw cart, whatever you want to do, and just have some fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we do a uh, one-year... Uh, renewal is that a thing <laughs> you know you can renew your vows every year wow. if you really want to <laughs> that could be fun uh, we're yeah. in what january but uh, or what was it february that was january yeah it was january, january. 28th. Yeah, it was january. this man so, below me yeah. he was getting down on the whiskeys Woo! Oh, yeah. We broke one of the champagne glasses before we even started the party there was uh, a lot was, of glasses broke on the dance floor <laughs> it was it was good stuff that was but anyways fault. uh yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been uh, doing now in the off season, and now that's done and over with. So it's all, uh, excuse me, racing going forward and uh, getting back into the swing of things. So I will pass to Jordan. All right. I mean, there's a there's quite a bit that happened over the the off season. You know, uh, if we ba- date back to the snowball derby. Um, just a lot of local guys running different places out of town, uh, snowball derby. You had Preston Peltier down there. You had, uh, Jeez. Jace Hansen Jeez. down there running, uh, representing Colorado. Uh, that was an exciting weekend to watch. We were in the shop watching that whole weekend, uh, and seeing them really perform the way that they all did against some of the stiffest competition that you can find around yep. the country. Uh, hats off to both of those drivers, um, especially especially Jace, being the you know the the small team that they are in comparison to the other teams. 
to walk away with the top 10 there as I mean, huge, huge accomplishment. You, you want to know what's crazy? Yeah. Is Brad Keselowski didn't even make the race. Like what? Didn't even make the race. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, it goes to the show you how tough it is caliper driver and how tough it is to, to just make the race down there. Yep. You know, I mean, it, even on, and he was in the last chance qualifier and still didn't even sniff close to making that race. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was an exci- that was exciting to watch. Um, then you had a uh, little bit, but you had the chili bowl, which was a lot of oh man, that that wreck that that kid flew out of. The, oh yeah. my god! Yeah, don't and, see and I that ever we, again. Like we always that say, was, don't go cheap on the safety equipment. Yeah. When I I don't what I think they ended up saying was that what is arm restraints? Arm restraint hit the yeah caught the hit latch. the buckle caught the yeah. buckle and it unlatched him and he. Unfortunately, yeah, so like luckily, if he would have had like a cheap helmet or oh, something like that. It could have been a lot worse than. Oh than yeah, really what sure, it for yeah. sure. But uh, that was pretty exciting. And we had some uh, local guys. Uh, Mark Chisholm from Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. He made it. Chisholm. Yep. I can't remember. He made it to the alphabet soup. I don't know which letter he went out on. Then we had uh, uh, Greg. Someone else. Greg can probably allude from... to that because I think it was. I think it was a C. I think he made it to the C D no, or C D. I believe. But and then we had another Colorado was, yeah. driver. Or a Colorado driver since Mark is from Cheyenne, but we had a two Colorado drivers, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at least attempt the the big show. So, right. yeah. And then you go to the All Star Showdown mm-hmm. down in uh, Jake oh Bubeck. Jake, Jake, Jake yep, yes, that's where. Thank you, Brian. And uh, the showdown that was exciting. Shoot, we had what Eggleston. Darren Robertson was down there. Eggleston was down there. You had uh, Peltier was down there. Zach Morris. Jace was Zach Morris. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, that was, uh, that was the, Preston didn't go to yeah, it was Zach Morris. He didn't go to that one. Uh, you had, uh, Cooper Cooper was there. Yep. So a lot of guys representing there. And then the modified series, you had Holly representing who she finished third, she finished right? Third. Wow. Congrats. Third, third in the mods there. Actually, then, well, no, she finished fourth actually she should have finished third she got screwed at the last restart with like 10 to go um fourth oh, place right. the fourth place guy thought oh it's choose cone i can go to the outside which at irwindale the outside line is preferred mm. she got stuck on the inside and ended up finishing fourth but she was right doing pretty damn good for herself yeah modified also, awesome footage from uh, I, I believe it was Bryce Holcomb um, and Chris Eggleston put together mm-hmm. a little mashup of the weekend with uh, Kyle Clegg spotting for him there. So that was a cool little video to watch. And then yeah, uh, that was that Holly did the exciting model too, the pro late model, which yeah, that she did, did the not end, end very well for her. That that was tough, yeah. but yeah, Whole clip but uh, oof. Let's see. But Darren finished what? Uh, what? Where did he end up finishing? I top five, wasn't it? Top yeah. five. I think he was fifth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that was amazing to see. That was awesome. Absolutely. And then fast forward ahead to the uh, the Chili Willie. You mm-hmm. had the Yakis down there. Um, you had Preston and Ed Fetcherelli was down there. Preston ended up winning that race, which was oh, exciting all the way down to the oh, yeah, the spike, all the way down to the end. One wow. of the best ten laps you've ever seen in racing. It was it was awesome. Exciting. Where the hell was I? When was awesome. that? Uh, but actually, uh, 
No, it's beginning of February. So you should. Ah, been, I was in Costa Rica. That's why. So you might have been yes. on your honeymoon. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I saw a post from Brett Yaki, but that's all I saw. So that makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Not a lot well, of racing they, coverage in Costa Rica. So the Vanderwalls were down there. They unfortunately blew up both of them. Mm. Um, These were down there. And yeah, the, the Yakis. But yeah, I mean, Peltier, he, he led a lot of the laps and then. And then come down to the end, it was he was neck and neck with I forget who finished second with him behind him, but anyway, yeah, it was it was exciting to watch. That whole race was awesome. And let's see, and what, what else? I think that's those that's kind of the the jits of the off season as far as local local drivers being out of town. But we have so. Cole Raz was that Cole Raz? Yeah, that's right. Twenty two. Um, that's a cool name. Mm -hmm. Cole Raz. <laughs> Sounds like a better than a, trickle. <laughs> sounds like a soft, a soft drink commercial. Cole Raz. But um, tell us you about know, your modifieds. I mean, we've been we've been working ever since the uh, well. We took a week off. Two weeks after the last season, or the last race. Yeah, two for weeks us, at least. For us, yeah, two weeks after the last race of the season, we we took off, kind of like just enjoyed life. And we've been in the garage every every week ever since then, just trying to figure out ways to get better and get faster, and um, just doing a lot of work um, to both cars, you know. So uh, it's exciting. We're really excited for the upcoming season. We got you know just trying some new things and seeing what'll help us. And I mean, coming up here what and what first week april or so we're going to be back on the track and then we're going to be going down to tucson um for the srl srl race for um the mod to or yeah the sr srl modified tour would be what would, would you call it down at spears tucson april 15th spears spears modified tour uh so yeah we're that's what's on our docket but um got my daughter's bandolero that i got to work on still i mean it's just been it's been a hell of an off season. We got, you know, huge thanks to Greg. I need a bigger garage. I need to talk <laughs> yeah. to your wife. There you go. And and Mike Hunter, uh, they've been helping us out a lot this uh, this off season, coming out and 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 giving us, you know, advice and things we should try. And and it's been it's been fun. I mean, I've learned a shit ton <laughs> uh, this off season working on those cars and and whatnot. So uh, some exciting things to come. Really, I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be a great season, regardless. I, I mean, we've been hearing a lot about just our our series alone, uh, about some new drivers and and whatnot coming on to the uh, onto the division this season. I think there's like six or seven new wow. mods coming out this year. Keep seeing a bunch so, of them for sale, so that's mm -hmm. yeah. So um, it's not too late. Great. We have yeah. <laughs> um, well, and, uh, yeah, we we have our we I put a, together a little Excel spreadsheet which I'll post on our Smith Family Racing page here in the next couple of days. But God, man. I think out of what, how many weekends is it going to be at CNS Oof. this year total? Yeah, I think totally. like 30, 20 something, thirty something total weekends that will be available at CNS. I think we're going to be at like twenty three of them. Ouch! Yeah, we'll yeah. be there a lot. So between the modifieds and the uh, the bandoleros, and I think there's at least three weekends 
where we run with the Bandoleros and or it's like a holiday weekend. So like we run Saturday and then I got to come back Sunday for the Bandoleros. So need a energy drink sponsor. Yeah, need a hotel sponsor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did it oh, once and I, I slept next to my go-kart. That was good times. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's, it's yeah, and we're out of, out of work, but it's been gonna be great. Mm -hmm. We're also uh, I don't. Hopefully, a lot of the modified drivers have already seen, but for all of those that haven't probably seen, uh, there's a track in Michigan called Birch Birch Run Speedway, and the Midwest Modified Tour actually runs there once or twice a year. But just uh, some local people to the track, um, a couple of wives have gotten together. They did it a little bit last year. It wasn't as big of a money payout race last year, but it was at least a good enough payout for that we've ever seen or haven't seen at CNS. Um, but there's a $21,000 to win hmm. race in Birch Run, Michigan at Birch Run Speedway. Is that on my birthday? Uh, June 3rd weekend. Yeah. So we are already registered, paid, entered in hey. to go out to that one. Um, I talked to the... Uh, Promoters, the one of the ladies that's promoting the race, um, and this was December when I talked to her, I think. And at that point, they already had over a hundred thousand dollars raised for just mm. payouts, nothing else. Damn it, just boy. payouts. They're if expecting. You get, if you win, can you give me the trophy for your, my birthday? Sure, definitely. <laughs> I have a race. I have a race on that. Maybe we could do a clean sweep. Hey, let's do it. It's do it. so, it's going to. So this a, one's going to be a whole new ballpark here because. Talking to them, they're that weekend. They're only running modifieds. There's wow. no, no other they got series super, running. They got uh, super stocks, from what I saw. No, recently. they're they're contemplating having the super stocks. But if they get more than a hundred modifieds, they're not going to run the super stocks. There you go, Ian Gibbs. Because they, um, <laughs> if they have over a hundred modifieds, the track only allows twenty six cars on the track at once. That's the max that the owner <laughs> will do. So there's no last chance races. There's no alphabet soup. Basically, you go out, qualify. You have to be in the top 26 to qualify. And there's no impounding, anything like that. You just have to make the top 26, and you're automatically in the A main. So that's for the big money race. Now, if they have, obviously, like I said, over 100 cars, they have enough money planned out to where they can run a B main, a yeah. C main, and a D main. And each one of them will have a good payout so it's, it's like, going to be uh on a, a streaming platform by chance i don't know I i've so. asked and i hope they do but i don't know yet i'm gonna say that kind of money you'd think yeah exactly Pay so, yeah so 40 grand and have them yeah so we're we're gonna go out we're gonna try it you know never know what could happen um but at least we know that when we go out there we're actually going to come home with some sort of well at least enough to pay the gas because it's 300 bucks per 500 miles that you travel, they'll just give you for just showing up to the race. So it's us for having two cars. That's 600 bucks a piece. So that's 1,200 bucks at least just to go to the race. So at least we know whether we make the A main or whatever happens, we know we're going to come home with 1,200 bucks for just showing up. So that's that's pretty cool. Yes. But we're going to give it a try and hopefully you try and uh, you know make the uh, Colorado local driving scene. Uh, proud of us and hopefully at least one of us will get in the a main that'd be badass mm -hmm. 
It'd just be a win just to make it. Yeah. So nobody at CNS touched Jake or Jordan prior to the June 3rd weekend. So the cars are (laughs) pristine and. It's funny you say that because we raced the weekend before because the weekend before is Memorial Day weekend. So we raced that Saturday before. So basically, and that's that weekend I was talking about where we race Sunday, Saturday, and our uh, my niece races Sunday. So basically, we're going to come home Saturday, get the cars unloaded. George's going to take his daughter. They're going to go racing. My mom will go. Me and dad, well, let's be honest, we'll probably go watch her. <laughs> but basically, Monday, we're taking off Monday to the next Monday. And Monday, we're getting cars ready to go, putting a trailer. And like Monday afternoon, we're, we're heading down the road. Like Kenny Wallace said in his video, getting the fuck out of here. Exactly. So <laughs> we got we got we got some new new things uh, in the garage going on, and um, some exciting things. Hopefully, that will uh, bring us some really good luck this year, and we're super excited about it. So, nitrous our chest, oxide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Widen those uh, locating points. John Seeley's watching. They're running two biscuit car, <laughs> two biscuit bars on each car. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be eighty three inches wide. On the track width, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna put some lead beads in the yeah. frame rail. Hell yeah! So as soon as we come off the uh, scales, we're gonna yep. roll those lead beads <laughs> off the uh, off the frame rail. Yep, they're motion activated, so you just mm-hmm. rub, rub your foot under the frame rail, and they right. come up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> there's a we there's don't. a new button in the car that makes the spoiler grow. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giant ass spoilers. And the angle changes too. The the yeah. rear deck lid will go up and down. Right. It's kind of like a NASCAR. Don't put it past ago. your dad now. Don't get that. He's probably like writing adjustment. something down right now. Like <laughs> the deck lid adjustment. Yeah. Speaking of that, where is the old man and uh your mom? Are they watching? Oh, they're watching. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, she oh, always sure. watches. Dad's probably passed out, let's be honest. But... <laughs> From uh drinking. Yeah, he was over in sleeping. the garage today. Working. No. Oh, okay. He's he was, he was working on here. race cars. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. If he's not over here working, mm-hmm. he's doing some sort of uh handyman job to help pay. Hey, there the she team. is. Hello, there Carrie. Is. Yeah. Speaking he's- of that, when I was getting on to uh because I'm all fancy and proper now, I take the light rail to work because our new office is right by Coors Field. Nice. And I was passing a truck. He is sleeping. Uh <laughs> called it. I, I was passing a truck when I was walking to the train station and it was identical to the blue Dodge and it had like stickers here and there in the back window. And at, at first, cause it was like, there's construction going on. I was like, say it ain't. So Chuck's over here doing some work, but it wasn't, it didn't have the uh, number three and the transformer on it. So I was going to say, if it doesn't have the tr- Autobot symbol on it, it's it, I, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was eerie similar though. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> but anyways, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot going on. I don't know if I don't know if well, I mean, you, you we there's a lot more we could technically touch on locally. I mean, all the rule changes that kind of came out but then were retracted and whatnot. Yeah, but. that was a weird sequence of If you were uh, on Facebook and follow a lot of the drivers in the track, oh my god. You could have popped some popcorn, sat down and had a, a gay old time just scrolling. It was. So, I I love Adam. It Hunt. was so funny. He, <laughs> he, you could just watch him with the popcorn. Oh man, I was yeah. you know I <laughs> I have nothing to do with any of those rules or you know racing you know at that track any longer. But man, it was 
I will have to say at least like, I mean, I'm sure they were bombarded with emails from the oh. moment they were like, Hey, we're taking uh, all suggestions on rule changes and, you know, send us your email. So I'm sure there was a lot of emails that they had to go through. So oh, I at least applaud them for the fact yeah. that they're trying. Yeah. And they're taking now, feedback. They're, they're taking, taking, Hey, feedback. we oh, made yeah. this rule. And then mm -hmm. people come out and say, no, that's garbage or whatever. And mm -hmm. they retracted it and they go back to the drawing board. I, no. I applaud right. Jim that, and, I, and staff for doing I that. I do. I do. And, yes. but I, I'm wondering, I would love to have been a fly on the wall <laughs> to say during the conversations of when they made these rule changes to some of what we're talking about with the rule changes. So, uh, Oh, Chris Cox, it's comical at best. Maybe you hey, were you one of those flies on the wall. Maybe you can send us some insight. <laughs> but just like some of the rule changes, you're just like, why did you change that? When, and not even just talking about the modifieds, just other things I heard from other series throughout the year. Why did you change that rule? <laughs> and not like, maybe at least have a conversation about these other rules I heard about throughing, you know, throughout the whole year, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, I would have loved, like I said, loved to have been that fly. But hey, keeps yeah. us coming back. But mm -hmm. but again, like I do, I do applaud them in the mere fact that they are. It goes to show that you, that maybe some of our opinions are being taken into account for, whereas in recent past, I didn't feel like nope. it was the case. Nope, we're not doing it. So. Yeah, so that was the funniest. One. So after the start of last year, nope, we're not doing it. Nope, nope, not even in the conversation. Right. And then the first rule that comes out, <laughs> bam, the rule we talked about, like, right. <laughs> and yeah, I funny how that works. And, and Jake's yeah. Jake's referring to the one with the the Fab Stub uh, the rule that came out for the mods because yeah. we had a conversation as a group with um the with Jim prior to the first race. So that was. Yeah, it was just, and, and like I said, it, it was something I think that needed to be addressed, like obviously, because to, to me, like especially in the modified series, it's the the fab stub, it's coming. Like you see it all around. Like I pay attention to a lot of the different series around the country, you know, uh, East Coast, Midwest, over on the West Coast. I mean, the SRL series, it's, you, you can use a fab stub, you know, in the mid, uh, down there, um uh, in like the Florida area, there's a lot of different tracks that allow fab stubs now and stuff. So it's coming. So, I mean, I think it definitely needed to be a topic conversation. Uh, maybe the way that they went about it wasn't the greatest, you know, being like, boom, here's the new rule set, you know, but it, you know, I, again, I think I, it's the, the effort that counts. Let's put yes. it that way. And we could have a whole, you know, segment on yeah, that. Of maybe course. Well I mean, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to go too far into that because it, don't Obviously piss anybody it's... off on the first episode, Jordan. Well, no, it 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 played out like it was just like here it, again. That was like okay, everybody, give us your feedback on what you think of these rule changes, and then they went back to very similar set of rules that yeah. they had in place before. So it really didn't you did they didn't change much. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. You built two rooms just in case. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be that. That would be interesting. Yeah. That, that will be interesting for the Super yeah. yeah, they didn't revert that one, I don't think. Now, I've, one thing, though, I wish they would have maybe implemented, and we've talked about this last year in the podcast, and thank you, Jared Wall, because this just made me think of it. For the trains, they didn't change any rules for trains. 
they should have changed one rule. Okay, one rule. If you want to fight, you pull the damn train at the front straight away, and you <laughs> guys yeah. duke it out right there at the Hell start yeah. finish line. I'm, so, I'm in for that's the that's worth the price of admission right there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the trains are awesome to watch, and yeah. they are you know they're it's a demolition style of racing with those things. So like, right. why not? Speaking yeah. of that, have you guys seen all the uh, fights? I mean, you had it at the uh, what's the the race before the Chili Bowl, the big race for the uh, the micros. What the hell was that race? Oh, uh, I can't I remember off the top of my head. But you, you had a fight uh, there. You uh -huh. keep seeing all these fights on social media at all these racetracks. I'm like, See, man, yes. Geez, everybody, <laughs> you, you better go get a lesson in damn MMA to be a race car driver now because you step out of that. You yeah. don't even have to step out. They'll just Clint Boyer your ass through the fucking, you know, through the window yeah, there. But yeah, that was supposed to shoot out. That's what it is. There you go. Yep. But yeah. Well, anyways. But I will, yeah. I will, I will agree with Greg's Greg's comment right there. Rules need for the next season need to be released a week after the season, even if it's a week after or like a couple weeks after. Like it, it, it does need like the timetable needs to be moved before up rather than in. Yeah, like that. You got to give guys time. Like if you're gonna make yeah. drastic rule changes, like it's not those, like you're in a NASCAR shop original, where you have. No. Fab guys and body guys and chassis yeah. builders, like it's like three or four guys. But I agree because mm -hmm. you, you, as a track, like okay, you get the feedback throughout the year, like of what you know from drivers and 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 different all the different divisions about the issues that they may be having throughout the season or some of the concerns or whatever. So start talking about it towards the end of the season, like it's not hard to pick up the phone and call your officials and be like, Hey, what do you guys think we should do? And then lock mm -hmm. them down or have, you know, just, and do it. Like I, I know, you know, Robert, it wouldn't ever happen, but it, it needs to regardless. Yeah. It needs, it just needs to happen because I mean, if you want to not just the well, CNS, just everywhere, no, not well, everywhere. And a lot of other tracks around the country do do that. I mean, I've, I've, again, I follow a lot of the different tracks around the country and shoot, first week of december they're putting a, here's your 2023 rules here you go guys this is what we're doing next season yeah you know i will say the dirt tracks in colorado are johnny on the spot with that their schedules are out by christmas and well i was just about to say ready. not only with the rules right. but the schedule for the next season schedule, you yeah. know really they're putting themselves in a predicament where it's like okay we're eight weeks out we okay we throw this facebook post out about rule changes okay now we gotta like try and hold totally redo some of these rule changes because the drivers didn't like them Okay. Well, then you're also you throw the first draft of the schedule out. Well, if there's some things that drivers are like, hey, let's change this or let's do that or you know, like whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like now you're having like double the work on yourself as a track yeah. to try and get all that changed in an ample amount of time to get it out there to the drivers so that they can then prepare for the start of the season. So now we're what six, five weeks ish from the start of at least first practice. So it's like now you're you're having to rush to do this so that the drivers can rush to do their stuff on their end. So it's like just help yourself. And, and I don't know if I get it out early. Well, and not only that, but I don't know if anybody else knows, but parts are hard to come by sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like some parts are not easy to get. Well, and that, and they're I mean, damn expensive. So it's like expensive. If you have to make a change three weeks before the season, and it's. $800 drastic change. Some, some people yeah. may not have that laying around, you know? Yeah. So some of the parts that and we then bought what? last then you're, year are yeah, like $200 more this year. Yeah. Then you're losing cars. 
because somebody's just going to go, you know, a, a lower end guy who's just getting into it is like, I can't afford that. And then his car's sitting at home. Then you got less cars on the track. I mean, it just, it makes sense. Like give, yep. give, give the drivers the opportunity to, to do it. So, but my rant with over all, with all that. It's one negative, for the year. Yeah. That's like <laughs> negative stuff. I do have to say, looking at the schedule, they are bringing some good stuff to the track this year. I am excited. Oh yeah. If if we don't end up going out of town that weekend, but I am excited for the SRL National or the the Southwest Tour to come to Colorado. I think mm -hmm. that'll be cool for uh, to That's try and bring awesome. big, you know, bigger race series like that. You know, they got the uh, Outlaws coming back again. Um, Finally, the big rigs, you know, I know with COVID the last two years, it, they basically couldn't make it out here, but they are doing the big rigs, which I, I'm indifferent about that one. Like, I think it'd be cool to see semis racing on the track, but then at the same time, I'm like, it's cool. I, it, yeah, I know, but I heard there's, you know, depending on how many come, I have seen that they only sometimes have like six. So it's like, I want to see like 20 of them freaking semis out on that race track. <laughs> yeah. like, that would be damn cool. Well, my the one I'm I'm really excited to see round two of this year is the Outlaw Figure Eights. Yeah. That was a badass show. Now, and I think if it being on more TV, and more, well, more yeah, I mean, but more and more you're here, more and more people are tempted to come out here for that. That's I what I mean is with it having been on TV, be I think a lot of people saw that and like, we need to go to Colorado. Mm -hmm. that's going to be sweet and i'm glad mm -hmm. we're, we're we're i'm going to be there obviously we're going to be there that that night it's going to be a killer show mm -hmm. so yeah there's a there's a lot the, the srl series i hope i hope a lot of those big names you know come out here for that buddy shepherd and all those guys i hope they do make the trip you know mm -hmm. if they're uh, points racing a lot of guys are points racing they're going to have to come but i mm -hmm. hope that there's not you know going to be just like a handful of them i hope a good portion of those guys come out for that there's race there's a good turnout last year or are you talking about for the uh for the, the srl SRL. yeah the tour the okay yeah. srl series the tour southwest tour one so yeah. yeah it's 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 gonna be there's a lot of good oh. shows on the docket this year the kings well thank yeah. you maury yeah the well they're and they're not the king of the wings anymore they're the asphalt sprint cars but they are coming back this year i think somebody go. else yeah. is either running it i don't know somebody on you know watching right now can correct me i think somebody else is like running it it's just not called king of the wings anymore if i right. if i remember correctly see if we can get another track record and broken i was just gonna oh. say that same thing maybe we'll yeah. see somebody dip down into the 11 mm. seconds <laughs> that's insane they should, they should let them run like the widest possible tire that hoosier makes just to qualify and then make them run a like a you know regular race set but let them let them do whatever they want to do in qualifying just so that you can maybe have like three or four cars break the track record in one that'd be, be awesome. so scary is the uh so wheeling scary. modified tour tire wider than theirs uh, i'd be believe, close if i believe it'd be close i believe I think, so i don't know somebody will probably correct i think us. they have um, i think they have the widest tire were they 14? The, the Wheeling. Yeah, they're huge, dude. I mean, massive. they're they're massive tires. Cause I I anyway. at least because they put them on all four. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the sprint cars, the sprint cars, they have the two smaller ones up front. I don't know what mm -hmm. the sizes are. So for 
forgive me, but 18 inch, 18 inch okay. right rears on dirt guessing it's about the same. Okay. So yeah, I, I would assume it's, but I know that that like up front, they don't run the wide tire, but the wheel in mods, they're, they're the, they're the same thing all the yeah, way around. And interesting. Things, they're just flat footing. Yeah. So be cool to have those yeah, come one time too. That would be, that, that, that would actually, that'd be, really be a lot cool. of cool. Mm-hmm. I'd buy a 50 I would love to see those them. things. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see those things. <laughs> I love oh. back in the day, Midgets used to show up at CNS. We men showed up. Men? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. Yeah, I remember back in the day they used to have the midgets come. I don't think it was the USAC midgets then. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't remember the USAC's been around since body. I think the late seventies, early eighties. So I think. Yeah, they've been around forever, but I just don't know. I don't think there's too many series. Body. Yeah. That'd be way cool, though. So, yeah, switching the slight conversation there, um, still talking about local racing. Um, like George said earlier in the podcast, you know, I was at the airport at like noon and my flight didn't leave till like four and I was drinking, you know, hazy beers. And, you know, I'm wearing my, you know, Smith Family Racing, Jake Smith 89, you know, hoodie. And this guy looks at me and he's like, he's like, uh, you like a local driver or something? <laughs> like, yeah, I race at Car National Speedway, just you know, right over here in Dakota Erie area. Oh, is that the is that the yeah that track? Don't they run the tra- do they run the trains anymore? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, they do. they do. He's like, oh man, I loved it in the '90s. <laughs> the things are so awesome. They get like what? Do they still have as many as they used to. I think they used to have like 20 of them out there, right? I'm like, yeah, they had a lot. I was like, you know, they don't have a ton. They have enough to make it entertaining. Yeah. He's like. Do they still have the whistles? I loved the wooden whistles. No. <laughs> like, you know, we have advocated for that for a couple years mm-hmm. now. I, I don't know why they don't do them, but no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I loved those. I had like four of them. It's like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I'm sure I still got one. We it's could like, uh, maybe work with our presenting partner, Frank's, and uh, get a massive shipment of train whistles. There you go. Sammy Swindell, come to Callahan. I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Too. Did see that. That's going to be awesome. I'll tell I really you what, want to go uh, to Kenny Wallace, uh, we'll he's Tucson, coming all over in those dirt modifieds. Um, he was up in uh, what town is it in Wyoming? Some podunk town um, running the modified up there. So I wouldn't be surprised soon enough if we get, you know, the Kenny Wallaces and the Kenny Schraders. Was that the Sweetwater track? Yes, actually. So that'd yeah. be, uh, I don't know, Sweetwater County. But anyway, so I think, you know, the more and more that they promote the dirt tracks that we're going to start seeing a lot of those guys. And hell, he was, he was here we, a couple years ago, Kenny Wallace. Was he? Oh, was yeah, he? He was down at Cal- yeah, he was yeah, down he was down at Cal- 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 Oh, My dad went up down there by himself and like sat in his pit, basically. <laughs> of course yeah. he did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> he's got romance. he's got his own podcast too now it's kind of he he also uses Streamyard. so he don't need a podcast he's he, just well, doing his videos on I know. facebook he does i love herm yeah he's hilarious his, his win over at the yeah. yeah oh my god at and the oh, in god. st louis Woo! oh yeah Woo! it does the old Woo! rick flair oh, Hulk Hogan flair. thing oh my awesome. god Loved it. Guy still got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love uh, on a Kenny Wallace rant here. He has uh, NASCAR money as a decal on the back of his car. 
because people always always got NASCAR money. So he advocates it and he put a sticker on the back of his mouth. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? If that's what you think, I'm gonna put it on the car then. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna that's go awesome. up your ass. <laughs> All right. Well, we got uh, one uh, more segment left, our green flag, black flag. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, if you remember last year, we're going to hear from Jake and Chuck Smith Jr. for uh, their presenting partner on their car and uh, one of ours here on the uh, podcast. So, Jake, if you want to lead us off and then we'll play the ad. Oh, yes. Uh, well, we are very appreciative, thankful for uh, Citywide to come on board with us for another year. Uh, doing a little bit of change in not tons of change to the design work on the car, but enough to make it a little bit different. But uh, they're all in on uh, helping us out and, and making sure we're as successful in the garage uh, and the track. So um, without further ado, yeah, Citywide Banks. Uh, can't really say enough. So just hit it. Play that. You spend countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. And it looks like Jordan went to go get a loan mm-hmm. at Citywide he's, Banks. He's calling me right now about our 2.99% HELOC for six there you months. Go. That's what he's doing. He's going to get us a bigger garage. There you go. I have a funny story about a HELOC, but I'm not going to share it. It happened at uh, my bachelor party in Scottsdale, but I'm not going to. Jake, you know the story. <laughs> yes, I do. I Oh, wow. I can't believe that. Sometimes <laughs> HELOCs are not a good thing, but most of the time they are a good thing. But anyway. They're, they're, they're a good thing for racers that want to <laughs> expand their operation. <clears throat> not if you buy a strip club. <laughs> it's okay love you chris he doesn't watch the podcast i don't think yeah if, if you want to know more just message brandon and he'll let you know but oh, anyway. good times all uh, right lead us off jake yeah so we'll uh go back to our old-fashioned one of our favorites uh green flag black flag so for all of you that know and watched us before we're gonna each pick a topic of uh anything and if you like it, it's green flag. If you don't, black flag. Um, I guess I'll start us off. I've been kind of thinking this whole podcast here uh, of what to say. Um, and I love to keep to my local stuff. But I guess, oh, there he is. Hey, oh, did you get that HELOC loan from Citywide? I broke the seal. Mm, <laughs> you still got to retrain his bladder in his brain. Just been thinking about this one. So green flag, black flag, sticking to our local stuff. Just to begin the year with a lot of fan appreciation and you know highlight things from the previous year. Green flag, black flag, the first race of the year. You know, for each series. You know, usually everybody has their first race within the first what three to four weeks or so. The champions from the previous year should, I, you know, I don't know the minutia of when this would happen, but just something yes. fun, let the cars that were the champions from the previous year racing on those first nights get to pull out onto the front straight, pull their car out there with their, you know, the championship trophy or whatever, get out and have like a quick interview of, you know, in front of the, in front of the fans. 
So green flag, black flag, uh, Brandon. I hell yeah. I mean, not I. Yes, green flag, double green flags from Wee Man leaning over the flag stand. Uh, <laughs> no more of that. We're gonna miss that. But uh, anyways, it, it, to touch on that too. But like, do that every week within an uh, like. I, I don't know who who said it last year, whether it was Jordan or Jake, but get get some driver fan interaction. Do a little quick mm-hmm. intro. This is the the 13S driven by Jordan Smith. He waves to the crowd. This is the 89, you know, so on and so forth. But I feel like, hell yeah, like celebrate because it's damn hard to win a race, let alone a damn championship. So celebrate mm-hmm. those people. Make them, you know, feel like they're not to say they're not important, but make them feel like, you know, hey, I. I did a, a did, I did a big thing last year, and mm-hmm. I I think that should be, without a doubt, something that every track should do. I mean, yeah. put them on that podium, say, hey, you know, you did this last year, you won the championship, and good luck to you this year. Something I, I think it's great. Yeah. I could ramble all day, but yeah, or you know, adding to that because I know like during the year they you know have the <clears throat> champions from the previous year you know go to the grandstands and sign autographs and stuff like that, but like. Not a lot of people after the races, especially with kids, they fall asleep, you know, or you mm-hmm. know, it's late, they just want to leave. Never really get to go into the pits. So, like, bring the pits a, to them. Yeah, you know, like as a, you know, when they do the championship teams, you know, like NHL, NFL, stuff like that, they raise the banner to the rafters in a sense. You know, like present them the championship banner. Yeah. When they do that too, you know, like, hey, here's your Grand American Modified champion, you know, Kyle Clay, here's your, you know, banner. And then you can, I don't know if you want the fans to come out and, you know, see the cars or whatever. That would take a lot of time to get them on the track, off the track, stuff like that. But I think that would be kind of cool. Like, yeah. hey, here's your banner. Well, it's easily done. I mean, you 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 move up the show for the first kickoff weekend or the first Night. race of every division yeah. an hour, and you do that. And I think yeah. it's doable. Yeah. What do you think, George? No, I agree. I think that just the more things that you can do as far as fan interaction – um entertainment because we're in the entertaining <laughs> business um no i think the better i think that the 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 less you can um the more you can make it exciting you know and give um give the drivers more opportunities to to have that fan interaction that person show them personalities um showcase mm-hmm. your drivers a little bit more i mean Sponsors, obviously it's going to be for the sponsors for that's going to be more beneficial i mean um it, it it's it is like a nice little toast for for the last season because even still because like for majority of um you know being that not all of championship night isn't a true championship night you know what i mean like not all right. the champions are crowned on every on the one night like i think that yeah. it should be which we talked about last season um but, you know, it gives the opportunity, yeah, for them, for fans that maybe weren't there last year to kind of like, you know, get, oh, sweet. He's the one that won it, you know. Oh, I really like mm-hmm. him, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I'm all for that. I think that would be something fun. You know, just anything really to just get it, think a little bit more outside the box, give give fans a little bit more uh, of an entertainment factor. You know, I think, yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Well said. Let's advocate for it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. I will, uh, as I normally do, go to the national level. And as I alluded to earlier, 
I don't know if you two Yahoo's heard uh, the news uh, or any of the viewers or listeners, but NASCAR is proposing to come to Denver. Now, I don't know PPIR, if they're going to build a track, what that looks like, but they're quote unquote, seriously entertaining the markets of Denver and New York to name two. So mm-hmm. green flag, black flag. And I want you to answer this. Now, obviously we want NASCAR to come to Denver, right? That, I mean, that would be mm-hmm. badass, yeah. but yeah, green flag, black flag from a, you know, we were talking about the Chicago street course earlier, green flag, black flag from a, maybe a new viewership or just the demographics of Denver, um, Green flag, black flag. Do you think Denver is a good market for NASCAR, Jake? My heart says green flag, but my brain and everything that's happened in this state the last <laughs> ten years says uh-huh. black flag, just because you have a lot of those <clears throat> Boulderites type people, <laughs> the uh, Subaru loving and nothing against Subaru people. This is just a generic Subaru <laughs> loving, tree hugging, Birkenstock wearing people. Hey, I bought a pair of Birkenstocks for Costa Rica. They're pretty nice. <laughs> As my mom would like to say to them. Um, I think it is a good market. Like, I, 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 I can't remember who it was that put it on Facebook when that news came out, but Denver, I think, would be a great market. And I'm really mad at the city of Aurora <laughs> and wherever that aurora complex was going to be built i'm really mad that they vote vetoed it because that is so much money that's going to bring to your small communities and you basically said f you and Mm -hmm. i don't like i get it the noise whatever but do you want your economy to grow or do you not want it to grow that one weekend one weekend in nascar could make your entire year i mean come on Mm -hmm. so I want NASCAR to come here where they would race. That's the biggest question. I, I would love for them to race at PPR, but we already know that that's not going to happen and they don't have the stands for it. So it would have mm-hmm. to be a road course. It, you know, I'd love to, you know, there's CJ Thomas out there. He would love to have it at CNS. <laughs> CNS there's just no way they can realistically do it at CNS. No. Would it be awesome? Hell yeah. I would be there in a heartbeat and I'd be buying a pit pass and I'd be camping out there the night before and make sure I'm first in line. Yeah. They would have to do a, like a Coliseum type race or an Arca where it's not live pit stops kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. And, and like Brian just said, and the fact that there's, safer, there's no yeah. safer barriers. So that's another thing you'd have to build those. So well, let me tell you something, Perry white, <laughs> if you can build a track in LA and tear it down in the span of three months, you can you can do the same anywhere else whether I mean, you, you leave it or you could but. and and i'm sure there's facilities that we could do that uh i just don't think that the taxpayers of denver and in colorado in general would want to fund that interesting as yeah. much as my heart would would love to have that here so I guess. you're more of a, a caution flag on this one i'm more of a caution flag i want to come here i just don't think logistically it can happen jordan <laughs> I think if you have a really good negotiator, you could of uh, being on the NASCAR's behalf. Yeah. Because obviously, like when they come for a road course version, it's all on them. It's not going to really be on the state tax paper because it's only a it's it's a temporary 
yeah. facility, if you will, right? But when you're talking about a permanent facility, I, I think that if you have the right negotiations, you can work it in both favor. Like, and like you said, I mean, it really comes down to location because it seems like anywhere where they try to propose it, it keeps getting shot down. And for some stupid reason, I don't understand why. You know, they, the last one was out what in, towards Commerce City, was out towards kind of towards the airport area to put. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is so far outside of town. Like, I mean, I know People Denver's growing at an export. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Denver is turning is growing at an exponential rate. Right. Right. So I totally understand that. You know, well, even, I'll allude to Mark's CNS comment is, there. If right. the Broncos don't have a winning season, they might do it. <laughs> hell, yeah, but <laughs> hell, we got a great uh, facility at Lakeside. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got Elish's. You know, well, Lakeside is cool so. for the fact that it's a historical place. But I, I don't really know a whole lot of people that go to Lakeside Amusement Park anyway. Get rid of that thing. It's dangerous anyway. That thing is so <laughs> goddamn old. I highly, I'm surprised people haven't died yet from that sort of thing. Wipe that whole thing and put a permanent track right there. Tetanitis. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, is that you want it, you don't, you don't want to put it down towards like where PPIR was. It's, it's too far, Logistic, I think, outside yeah. of the, the main market. The main market is up here in Denver. Now you could look somewhere between the two, between Colorado Springs and Denver and see if there's, you know, now you're, now you're talking to the Southern you're outside of Denver. So those type of counties, maybe they would be mm -hmm. more interested, but you know, you don't want to go South side of, I just don't think you don't want to go South side of Colorado Springs. Castle Rock would be a good one. Castle Rock or, or Larkspur area down, down towards there. I mean, I know that the landscape isn't the greatest, but I mean, look at different places around the country where they have, you know, they have racetracks like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in a, in a canyon yeah. in a sense you know what i mean yeah. like bristol bristol's and all you know um i i want i say green flag i think it can definitely work um I, it's just you know i think that in the short term i think what nascar would need to do is to host like a, a road course race here so that the people of denver can see like what it's all about you know get the feel for it they get the excitement around it and then have that real conversation about creating like a motorsports complex. And at that point, then yeah, you do like what Vegas has done and do like what, um, you know, a lot of these other places don't, don't just, don't just make it just, just the cup track, bring them all, you know, yeah. put it, put it, put, bring them all, put in another sh short track out there, you know, put in another dirt track, make it a whole, a whole facility at that point, like Four really get that drag strip. <laughs> yeah, yeah dra another drag strip there. I mean, you can, you know, I mean, granted, Bandemir is a really unique place, but I don't, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. But no, um, well, but it could really, yeah. I, it could really boost the economy around here, and and I think it just they just need to get a race here so people can see it. You know, I think once they get the aura of it and everything, it'll really help. Well, I was telling Jake before we started, you know, my wife didn't really know what racing was or NASCAR for that matter until, you know, obviously she started dating me. But like taking her to Phoenix last year really opened her eyes like, wow, this is a lot more than going left and, and so on and so forth mm -hmm. as I have something in my eye. But uh, I think you're exactly right. Like 
you need to, and even if they're not NASCAR fans, a lot of these young, and I'm speaking to the the male side of the demographic, but like when they go out there and see how fast these things go and, and how loud they are and the smell and all that, they're like, damn, this is cool. You know? So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it could definitely work. Um, and 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 I think a lot of people smell of burnt race fuel either. Once you get that whiff, you're just like, oh, oh yeah, God. You got oh. candles of it well, for God's sake. And that's really it. Like I couldn't tell you how many people that I've had conversations with. Um, you know, we had a bunch of people, personal friends of mine, that came out and watched this race last year, that had never even knew we had a track there. I mean, that's really sad, and that's a whole other topic. But once they came and they saw it, they were like blown away. They were like, oh, my God, this yeah, is this is amazing. Awesome. This is awesome. I agree. And, you know, it opened their eyes up. But I think it's it's going to take a, like a temporary road course through downtown type situation, unfortunately, to get people to turn their heads and finally go, okay. That'd be cool. We can sit in Jake's it. office and be like, hell, yeah. Actually, our downtown <laughs> office, we have an 18th floor. You can definitely see it. Hell yeah. That would be right. damn awesome. <laughs> but I, you know, I I bring that up in this segment because NASCAR wasn't serious about it or the talks weren't underway and there was some kind of light at the end mm -hmm. of the tunnel. I don't think this stuff would be leaking as, as much as it is. So mm -hmm. something's going on. I don't, for, right? maybe, maybe something's happening with Jim and we just don't know about it. Yeah. There you, you know. go. Selling the property and they're going to build a half mile. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan. Um, what's okay. your topic? So, green flag, black flag. I know we've kind of touched on 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 some of this stuff before. Usually, I go local stuff, but since we haven't gotten into the local racing just yet, I do I do want to ask this question. Being that the clash has now become this kind of new demographic reach marquee event if you will from from what it used to be should they use that instead of putting like a chicago race out there use that as an opportunity like we just talked about to see new markets across the united states should the clash be one of those races where yeah, it it bound. It's one of those where it bounces around, and you don't. And it has to be a short track, like you can't go to, uh, you, you know, you can't go to like California or something like that and switch up that way. But you have to go to a new track every single year um, to promote the Clash. Uh, green flag, black flag, Jake. Oh, the wee man leaning over the, you know, <laughs> uh, flag stand, double green flag. And like you just said, it just brings a demographic to a city that that demographic hasn't had been touched yet. You know, uh, you know, I know there's short track racing and stuff like that, in like Washington or Oregon area, but they've never had a NASCAR event like that. You know, like an Evergreen Speedway. How awesome would that be to see the cup cars on an Evergreen Speedway? Well, they do go to what is that Portland for the road course for the Xfinity. But anyway, yeah, mm -hmm. but. You know, sticking to the true traditional yeah. oval racing, yeah, they go to, you know, somewhere near Portland if they have a big enough track or, you know, uh, hell, I mean, I know, I don't know if Montana's reached a million population yet, but 
you know, I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people would show up to a race in Montana. You know, I, I highly hey, ask the Dutton Ranch; they'll build a damn track. Yeah, exactly. Ranch. You know, get uh, get rip out there uh, as your head head of tech. You oh know? boy. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think go to states that, you know, don't get to be close to a race and have the means to get to a race without spending a HELOC on getting to a race. So, oh yeah, it's got to be different every year. Uh, I would even throw in there that it can't be the same style of track in a sense, you know, whether it be paperclip, uh, you know, Irwindale type, you know, you know, Darlington type where it's like the top lines for like switch it up to where it's like it's different style of racing every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and, and piggy piggybacking off of that, I think what NASCAR is doing with the uh, all-star race, quite similar. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was held at Charlotte for years and years and years. Then they went to Texas and for the last two times and, format aside because that's kind of been a joke lately but it's been hotter than two mice you know what and then a wool sock when they go there and it becomes a problem mm -hmm. for the drivers yeah. for the crews it, during that time which you know south texas or mid mid texas i guess is you know and, and like scott alluded to you got to factor in weather that's a thing um so where are you going to run a lot of this in february and i understand that but i think not only ice racing there you go uh, uh it, not only for the the clash well here's green flag on on your question jordan my opinion on the clash is it should go back to daytona and stay at daytona speed weeks is no longer speed weeks it's you're there from wednesday through sunday whatever back in the day you went there for two weeks straight and didn't yeah. leave but anyways Yes, because you need to try the different markets, just like the Denver topic. Come here, run the clash, run the all-star race, build a temporary facility like you do in LA the last two years. And if you have good viewership, a lot of people come, you, you get a sellout, then you know, hey, that's a good market. Or if you didn't, then okay, we won't come back here, so on and so forth. But I think you need to rotate these one-off races, whether it's the clash or the all-star race, which they're doing with the all-star race going to North Wilkesboro which I applaud them for doing, but I wholeheartedly agree. Let's, let's change it up. And this is how you get more viewers, whether it's in their town or, you know, they're experiencing the race in their town for the, because when NASCAR comes to your town, whether you know what NASCAR is or not, you're going to hear about it and you're going to see about it with banners and fly. Like when you fly to Phoenix for the championship race, there's 15 banners in the damn airport talking about yeah. the championship weekend. So like, I think it brings so much more limelight to NASCAR, and I think it's a, a wonderful idea. Obviously, it's probably more expensive to have a traveling circus, if you will, and travel to all these different states, but they got the money, they got the resources, I say do it. So double green flag, yeah. we man, over the, leaning over the flag stand for that one. Hey, they definitely really got wanna, the money. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you really want to switch it up, bring back the, uh, the old uh, – Oh god damn it just popped right out of my head. Uh the race of champions, the IROC. Bring those cars back. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be race. so fun. Or like all-star race, like the heat races or whatever. Throw mm -hmm. everybody in a legend car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> well, and another thing that uh the door bumper clear was alluding to is that the the bush light clash 
is no longer the clash. Literally, they make it so everybody can get in. Like, if your mm. fire suit was black last year, yep, you're in. Like, it, it's literally mm. getting to that level. Like, it used to be for poll winners and, you know, previous winners, previous winners only. And that's it. Yeah. Now you got 40 cars just because they want I know. It, which, it was no. actually kind of nice only having, like, 15, 20 yeah. cars out there. And like, they earned that's, it. Yeah, that's what it was for. But mm -hmm. that's like we could have a whole episode on that. But mm -hmm. no, I say green flag. <laughs> I think it's a, a great idea. All right. Well, well, boys, um, that kind of brings us to the end of our show here. Good. What, good, what, uh, did, what the listeners think for a season three yeah, kickoff? We, we, we didn't quite get into uh, this. Is, uh, again, this was kind of a a new format that we're kind of rolling with here. This a lot of these segments here that we're doing right now are obviously uh one off since we haven't quite right. gotten into the, uh, yeah, we haven't quite gotten into the uh, role of the season here locally. Cause once that starts heating up, then we'll get back into our normal segments going over, you know, obviously the recaps and stuff like that from all the local, local racing that we got going on here. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Thank you for tuning in for uh, first one of the year. Uh, obviously, we got a long way to go now and a lot of storylines and things to chat about throughout the season. And uh, the nice thing about this year that I think we're, we're, we're all super excited about is that we're all going to have eyes on a lot of the races this year, whereas in years past, we haven't been able to. We got this guy here who's going to be touching a lot on the dirt side this year because he'll be down in – you know, I add a lot of the dirt tracks uh, running his stuff. Yeah, be in the dirt. And then this guy and myself will be at CNS majority of the year because of, you know, we're going to be fielding three cars this season. So uh, we'll get to, we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll get it, look, go a little bit more in depth on the local side this year, which will be a lot of fun for us. Uh, we do have our lineup. We have a laundry list of names that we have taken in from suggestions from fans um ourselves that who we kind of want to talk to over the course of the season uh so we do have a list of guests that we are going to be talking to and we are going to do that just like we normally do where we're going to try and get them to come on regularly um so we do have uh some we have reached out to some folks we have not heard back yet just yet on our first guest for this season but stay tuned Pay attention to our Facebook page and all of our different social media outlets. Uh, that will be announced here probably by the, I would say in the next few days here, we're going to have our first guest lined up and we will make that announcement and we're shooting for next week to have our first guest. So stay tuned. Um, we appreciate you all. I, I really, this has been a super fun journey and mm -hmm. it's been really entertaining for all three of us to get to know a lot of you folks that, you know, that we see on a regular basis, but a lot of people that we don't get to see on a regular basis. And we just know through the podcast. Yeah, um, literally. yeah, literally it's, it's been, it's been such so much fun for all of us and we're really gr grateful and, and really thankful for all of you to tune in with us every single week and to come see us and talk to us at the track and, and whatnot, where, where we make appearances at. So, um, yeah, I, I I will hand it off to these guys. But yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody again for uh, tuning in and ready for good season three. This is gonna be fun. 
Absolutely. And, and piggybacking off what George said, you know, when we do our <clears throat> sponsorship proposals, you know, at the end of every year and, and so forth, obviously this is included because it's a great platform to reach that audience and, and people and, and stuff like that. But what did we grow 250% from season one to season two last year? Season. Yep. We, we had over, uh, what was it? Uh, 20 or 30,000 views last year for the whole season. So, so that mean, has nothing to do with us. It's all you listeners and viewers. So literally 30,000, put that into perspective. I mean, yeah, you have these, 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 these podcasts, like doorbell for clear and all that, all that stuff. But this is a, the only local Colorado podcast and we're proud of that. And you guys make those numbers. We see all the analytics. I can tell you, you know, we have people from overseas listening and it, it I don't even know who they are, but we appreciate you. And we can see all these analytics and data and literally thinking back, you know, from when I created this and then week two had these boneheads come on with me, like, holy crap, like we're here. It's, it's a thing. And we weren't we're even on video then. We weren't on even, even on video. <laughs> and now look yep. at us. We, f- we figured out what technology is and, and look at us now, but seriously, it's, it's because of all you <laughs> listeners and viewers, even if, you know, sometimes we bring up controversial topics and that's what podcasts are for. And, you know, we, we have those those discussions and so forth, but it's because of you guys every single week, whether you tune in live, you listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, all of the podcasting platforms. I know like CJ Wilson, he has his phone up. Why he why he doesn't have earbuds, I don't know, but he props his, his phone up when he's driving <laughs> and he listens to us on Spotify. I mean, that's, that's just cool to like hear that people actually want to yeah. sit there and listen, listen. to us yeah. ramble about racing. But anyway, enough about, you know, that appreciate all of you and shout out to Frank's again, Brian, Daryl and yep. Frank for coming on board this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know, like I said, at the beginning, um, we're going to have a lot of fun um, contests and giveaways. I'll say I won't spoil it, but uh, there's going to be a lot of cool things happening with Frank's and the STP. So stay tuned to that. And yeah, just uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode one, you get 50 more something weeks of us. So uh, buckle up and I'll pass it to Jake. Yeah, I don't know. ton more to say. Um, I do have a quick shout out uh, to two of our local people in the racing community. Um, Mr. Nathan Gasser and his wife, Kelsey. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you guys. So uh, hopefully Nathan took you out to a real nice dinner, especially with all the uh, crap I'm sure you have to deal with throughout the year with uh, racing. So make sure, Kelsey, he gave you a damn good dinner tonight. (laughs) <laughs> uh, some respect. So, um, but, uh, and to all the drivers, like we listed off earlier, um, going out and, uh, showing what, uh, Colorado racing's all about and, and how well they've done in the last three or four months to give us something, you know, good to talk about and, uh, and highlight for the Colorado scene of driving. So, uh, you know, thank you for everybody that goes out and, and supports and, you know, and makes us proud. So it's always fun to talk about uh, people that go out of town and and do well. So um, with that, not nothing else much to say. Again, like I said, thank you to Frank's. Got to meet him uh, in Vegas uh, beginning of December. Um, so that was super cool guy. I can understand why uh, Daryl and Brian hooked up with him to be his Colorado um, salespeople. So um, yeah. Definitely hit them up and get some good radios for your uh, for your race team. So, other than that, um, 
great first episode and uh, looking forward to the next, you know, 365 days. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, share, share the word, spread the word. Uh, if there's people out there that you think that would enjoy it, tell it it's free. It's literally free. All you got to do is have a Facebook account, internet and electricity. So I guess technically it's not free, but you know, we, we present this for free anyway. So yes. uh, appreciate all of you. Like George said, stay tuned to our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. I am going to do my hardest to try to keep on top of the Instagram page this year. I kind of, it's, it's all, it's a lot to post, but I am doing my damnedest to, to work better on that this year. So if you're an Instagrammer, uh, you can follow us there too. Um, but yeah, spread the word, like, share, leave us some, uh, five stars uh, and reviews on the podcasting platform makes us feel good. And uh, you know, the analytics look better that way too. So appreciate everybody. See you next Tuesday, seven 30. Hopefully we'll have a guest on. Um, but yeah, so uh, take care and uh, I'll let George do the uh, infamous sign off. All right. And until next time, keep scrubbing those tires. Boom. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.